0: everybody it's monday tgim if you haven't had the opportunity yet you can go to our facebook page enter to win a pass to go throw some axes at axe masters and definitely let us know if you've been there before let us know if you've had a fun time kurt
1: you went not too long ago yeah it was a f- one wonderful time we had a great time throwing some axes it's a good way if you're stressed and have to deal with someone like you know let's say guardy like me it, it gives you a release to get everything wow. out did you Like, have a picture of me in the the middle of the Target? They they printed it for me, so I had to use it that way. Are you serious? I had to use it that way. Are you
0: telling me that the people at Axe Masters were, like, they were wanting you to to axe me? Maybe. (laughs) Quite possibly. Well, they're great. We appreciate them. They're partners here at KHEA Radio. If you haven't been before, they're off of Hobbs Road, right, in Leak City, off of uh, 518 on the west side of I-45. There's a really cool strip over there with some awesome businesses, and Axe Masters is one of those. You know, we had them in studio last week. They said, hey, here's some passes, so we wanted to pass those on to you. Dude, we have some awesome giveaways that are coming up, starting with with Axe Masters. You know, we always wonder, like, what are we going to do next? But, you know, God provides... There's some really cool businesses that are like, here, would you like to bless people? Absolutely. So if you have a
1: giveaway, maybe reach out to us, and we'll see if we'll be able to make it happen. You know, one of the big ones that's coming up is Chick-fil-A, and I'm so excited about Chick-fil-A being a giveaway. It's an entire year of Chick-fil-A. Did you see my eyes light up? Did you see my eyes light up whenever you
0: said Chick-fil-A? Here, we got 40 seconds, and then we're going to go on the FM as well. But my eyes, like, literally, I felt like stars, hit them. But uh, we have an awesome day today. Again, we got that Axe Masters giveaway. If you haven't if you have had the opportunity to check it out, make sure you do that. Feel free to share this video out. That'd be a huge favor to us. Let's spread some positivity, not just in Galveston County, but all over the world. Chime in and let us know where you're watching from. I, from, I just see my, my friend Marseille, who lives in Los Angeles, from the big city of Lamar doing some cool things out in California. Good morning to you, Marseille. We are about to go on the FM. It's KHEA Radio. Here we go. We got about six seconds. We're about to rock this thing. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Guardian. and I'm Kurt. It is 8:45 in the morning. Beautiful Monday morning right here in Galveston County, Lamarck, Texas. It's gonna be a good week, Kurt. I'm
1: feeling it. You're going on vacation this week. Are you excited? I'm. I'm ready for Florida. I can't wait. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna come back all tan, maybe oh, some uh, some highlights in my hair. How do people in Florida even behave? It's it's a I've never been to Florida, <laughs> Me, so I've
0: never been to Florida either. But don't you watch the news? That's where all the let's just say interesting stuff happens, like alligator. You know, a man on a golf cart has a uh, you know a collision with an alligator. <laughs> Isn't that where the <laughs>
1: zombies were or something? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm not coming back,
0: dude. You may not. I feel like you'll fit in perfectly over there. Actually, you know, you'll be able to dress like. Hawaiian Kurt, sometimes you'll you'll come into work and just got like the Hawaiian shirt on with the the pink shorts and with the visor and you're like, "What? This is just how I dress." And I'm <laughs> like, "Dude,
1: you look like you're ready for a vacation in Florida. I think you should wear that and you'd fit in perfectly." Coming back with the bleach highlights, the shorts, the tan, it's going to be there's going to be a completely new Kurt <laughs> when we're done with this. So TGIM, it's a short week. I'm excited. Dude, it's going to
0: be a fun time. I'm excited for you to go. I mean, I'm excited for you to have a fun time whenever you're over there is what I meant. It came out wrong. It came out wrong. That's what I meant. I'm excited for you to have uh the, the time away it, yeah that's that's what I, i'm talking about are people gonna miss me yeah, of course sure All, eldridge is over there shaking his head yeah we're gonna miss you kurt what are we gonna do without you how are we ever gonna survive i don't know how we will ever live without you here every morning showing up about 30 40 minutes late and just kind of dragging
1: through and bringing I appreciate our, the our spirits sarcasm. down uh the sarcasm I, it's just like bleeding through the microphone what? into my ears like look it's coming out of my headphones no we're gonna miss you we are gonna miss you
0: uh, the end that's a period <laughs> you waiting for me to say something else uh, yes yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll miss you kurt we'll we'll miss you and i know you're gonna have a good time uh florida is ready for
1: you um i'm not sure if you're ready have you packed I'm yet i'm scared by the way, there there's some, like, I, I saw the news yesterday. I think I was following uh, Texas Chronicles History, Mystery, and Adventure. They storms. Po- they post some really cool stuff, but there's oh, yeah. um, some storms that might be coming. I'm a little freaking out that I'm going to go to Florida just to get stuck in, like, another Hurricane Harvey or something, and it's just going to be like, really? In Florida? Oh, man. That would be no bueno. No, it would ruin all- the entire vacation. It's like, hey, let's go have... The first vacation that I've had in three years.
0: Oh my gosh, here and we go. And then
1: for me to be like, oh, it's not really a vacation in the hotel room, like, fun. I had that happen not too long ago
0: in San Antonio. Went to San Antonio, and it, like, was freezing temperatures. The roads were iced over. Couldn't do anything. Everyone was like, oh, did you have a good time? I was like, N- uh, no, I didn't. You know, it was nice, I guess not even the drive, you know, it's just far. <laughs> but like I got to stop at Bucky's. That was like maybe the highlight of the trip.
1: Yeah, I just like stuck in the hotel cuz it's like not, the roads are frozen over, can't go nowhere. I don't know how people I don't know how people take vacations. And maybe maybe this is my mentality of, uh, associated with this. Yeah. But I feel like it's like I'm I was I, I mean, I was here until what? Midnight last night like working on stuff trying to get ahead so that I can take a vacation. Yeah. It's like I got this to do, I got this to do, I got this to do. And then I can enjoy it, but then it's like you're going to come back from that vacation and you're like, well, I missed all of those. so gotta I Got to make up the Yeah, work. the desk just keeps, keeps sticking up.
0: Hey, K- HEA radio does not stop, Kurt. You know, right. I know. Most most businesses are like that just because somebody takes off, hey, the wheels got to keep turning, so you got to plan ahead. Like, hey, I'm going to work ahead, and then whenever I get back, I'm going to have to catch up. Whenever I was a technician and I was you know, working, I was always concerned because I had an area. Okay, this is my area. So the work keeps coming in, and they'll be like, Oh, since you're off, somebody else has to do your work for the week.
1: But you know, they're not going to do it the same way well, that you could.
0: They're not going to be it because they still have to do their work for the week. Right.
1: And so whose work do you think they're going to try and take care of more? I think they should hire people for those days that you're not there. You know what I mean? Like have Attempt. temp work. <laughs> <laughs> but it depends on what the job is. Like for you. You know, we've made some phone calls, and as far as, like, co-hosting the show... Co-hosting the show is covered, but are they going to do the rest of the work? Like, should I save, save a show, a Pastor Hallam TV show, so that they can do one of those while I'm gone? Sure. Would you, you know? be
0: concerned if somebody came back and they're like, well, I did everything in, like, half the time, with you know, zero complaining, unlike you-know-who? <laughs> would you be like, oh, man, I shouldn't have left. You would like, be like, no! My job! Uh, no, I'd be like, no. let them do it.
1: Let them do it. I mean, I'll sit back and champion it. Isn't that the whole goal? When you're when you're in a job, but it's, it's to somebody find... you haven't trained before.
0: Like it's no, it's oh. like Chevy comes in who's who's planning to to co-host, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll knock out Pastor Allen's show," and then he does like everything else, and it's everyone's like, "This is the I best it's what... ever been, the best show. We have the best uh, numbers on Kickstarter. Uh, we have the best like uh, Aberdeen's like. I, I mean, it blown if away
1: way, by the work. If they want to, fine, but I can tell you what, based on my experiences." This is not an easy job, so it's not one of those that you could just show up and be like, "Hey, let me temporarily do this position." You know, I guess we'll find out. And here's some some good uh, <laughs> feedback. This is from Bruce. He said, "Wow,
0: you work."
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: A little bit. You know, I'll vouch for Kurt. Yeah, he works. (sighs) He works. He was working last night getting caught up. We have a shine on Lamarck that is planning to drop later today. If you haven't checked out that segment, you need to be glued to KHEA Radio's Facebook page. We drop one every other Monday showcasing the amazing places in Lamarck. There's so many. We could run shine on Lamarck from, like, the rest of our lives and still have, you know, not even chipped the surface. Because new places pop up all the time.
1: Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about that. What happens when we run out of businesses in Lamarck? Like it's like 2022 or something <laughs> like that. And we're like, we've done how many? It's 20, 20 a, a, a year. So that would be yeah. 60 businesses. We, we start
0: over and then we hit up Benito's again.
1: <laughs> and it's like Benito's Do been in the same order.
0: Yeah. They've been in business for 110 years.
1: <laughs> hey, did you see Enrique got married? I did see that. Congratulations to him. Shout out to Benito's Mark. Yeah. I, saw, I just saw a little video I was of like, it.
0: how do you know how beautiful it was? I saw some pictures. I was, I was like, Dan Kurt, were you there? I
1: was. Man.
0: You didn't get the invite? No. I was, Nobody I else was got at the Benito's. Invite? I was at Benito's eating the enchilada buffet. Good morning, everybody. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. If you're watching on Facebook, how are you doing? Feel free to let us know. Share this video out. Good morning, Robin. Shout out to Axe Masters. We just dropped a video this morning showcasing
1: uh, some giveaways that we're doing with Axe Masters in Leak City. Yeah, we still have that board over there. We got to find a place to hang that up. Did he take the axe out of it, or is the axe still in it? Because I can't can you go see look? it.
0: Can you go look? I think it's in it. Like, I didn't we see We gotta him keep, walk keep out the axe.
1: It's kind of dangerous for us to have an axe in this studio. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. we need to set a rule. I feel like it's
0: dangerous for you to have an axe.
1: Uh, we need to set an axe rule. The axe rule. is here. Elder said the axe is here. Uh, don't <laughs> careful. <laughs> Careful with that thing. <laughs> Just, okay. okay, rule is you Cur- can't like enter the bay when somebody is already throwing the axe at the dartboard or at the axe board or whatever yeah. it's called. You can't do it. Can't yeah. do it.
0: Hey, we have an awesome show today. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have Captain Sharky. Captain Sharky, he's going to be on air. We're going to be talking about the Monster Catch. We're going to be talking about Monster Fishing. We're going to be talking about one of the largest charters in Galveston, Texas. We're going to be talking about everything that's going on. I think he just sent me a text message. I'm going to check up on him. He's going to be here at nine o'clock and we're going to get into this.
1: I'm super excited about Monster Catch. If you haven't caught the first episode of Monster Catch, then you need to go back and check out on our Facebook page. It had what a hundred thousand plus views on that video it's shared by us it's shared by our content partner i45 now um the the next episode episode number two i think they're going are they going gigging for flounder man they're going night fishing i know that they're going night fishing so if they're out there they're they're able to gig um and that's going to be featured in tonight's episode yeah
0: so be on the lookout for that i'm sending eldridge our awesome intern he's actually going to go look for uh captain captain michael you know and 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 bring him in so this is khea radio 99.5 fm hey good morning colleen Merritt with the city of lamarck diego what's up sir we still need to meet up and kurt owes you indefinitely for saving him <coughs> from potential jail time
1: no not jail time you can't go to jail for having an unregistered <laughs> vehicle man you know what here's, what my, here's my bone to pick what here's my to bone hide? to pick about this. diego i thank you for for saving the the warning um but here's the issue that i have when they when I registered, they sent me a February one. So all those months that I didn't have an out you know, outdated, I figured they'd be like, Oh, he's just registering it would count so I could save like a couple bucks. Nope. I didn't lose any time and just put a two twenty on it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not like you know, in the past, like if you didn't renew your license on time, they're not going to backdate it. But they yeah. backdate
0: the registration, so it's expi- It expired in February, but you didn't put it on till like the end of June, July. I didn't. So yeah. you were hoping that like, it would be like seven twenty, not oh two twenty. So it's like, ah oh, man, how does that work? They still get you. Oh. they found out how you were trying to trying to uh, rig the the system there.
1: <sighs> I tried and didn't work. I tried okay. to find find avenues to to change things all the time, but. I appreciate I appreciate all of our police officers I appreciate everybody yeah
0: shout out shout out to, uh, to Diego as well he's awesome he does a lot of stuff with the local MMA uh, scene and, and some video stuff so we need to meet up see how we can do uh, bring him on air whenever he's not busy doing everything that he does it's 855 we have about five minutes and we have Captain Michael with the monster catch with monster fishing he has a lot of uh, sponsors and partners I know he does some stuff with Academy and last Monday was the debut of of his brand new program th- that we were blown away by. You know, there's a lot that goes on whenever it comes to producing great content. And his his show was one of the best things that we've seen coming out of our area, which was alarming. And it was a wake-up call that we need to step our game up and, uh, and make sure that we are producing content that's just as good as the Monster Catch. So stay tuned. If you're a fan of fishing, if you're a fan of reality-style TV and local business, this is going to be a segment you don't want to miss. Again, this is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. Kickstart's going to be on till 11 o'clock. And then after that, we're actually going to go to a luncheon with the Chamber of Commerce. It's going to be our first time. I'm going to try and sneak my way onto the stage. I'm going to try and stand up on the table, grab a microphone, and I have an amazing speech prepared that I'm going to write in the car on the way
1: over there. You know, the cool part about this this event is there's going to be a bunch of, like, Congress people there, like, people who are high up. Should I bring a gavel? um what if we had signs or like a wig you know like how the, the judges year. used to wear like those white wigs i
0: feel like people need to bring that back you know what i'm talking about you think of a judge and they had the white wig with the curls so like
1: old old time britain sure okay
0: yeah like when is that style you know these styles repeat themselves right, right. now it's like there's some 90s trends going on it's 2019 we need that like 1765.
1: 17, yeah make america great get great again right
0: Sure, we weren't even. We weren't even America in 1765. We just got through the Fourth of July, Independence Day. But, but yeah, that Britain feel. Like, when are we going to get back to that? You know, I don't know. This is KHA Radio 99.5 FM. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the FM, we're going to have Captain Michael Sharky Marquez in studio, and then we're going to be also talking to Toastmasters later, which I'm intrigued to learn more about. I how oh, I was
1: going to bring my like my, my trophies. Ooh. I was going to walk in with my trophies. And I medals, totally forgot about that. Like your senior photos? My senior photos. Do you have that on your phone? Um, I don't think I do have it on my phone. Maybe I'll hunt down it. But I was going to bring in my like my semi-finalist trophy and my second national runner-up Woo. trophy that I have. I'm surprised you don't just carry those around. You're like, oh, I forgot. Wait, they're in my car. It's card. like in the belt, like the wrestling belt almost. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome.
0: We're going to take a quick break. We're going to keep it going on Facebook. If you're tuning in, feel free to share this video out. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. We got a Benito spot going. Hey, what's up, folks? Are you all excited about this week? I'm it's excited for Monday. our next
1: guest. I am, too. Monster catch. I want to say monster, Don't but s- I, it's not monster. It's it... monster.
0: Well, did you wa- – okay, so in the video, he kind of he kind of explained where that came from. He was like, came from my trademark. Whenever they're catching a fish, he'd be like, it's a monster, baby. It's a monster. I mean, we're going to have to get him to say it. I feel like we're butchering it.
1: <laughs> it was perfect. I yeah. thought. All right, I'm going to go get him.
0: But, hey, catchphrases are important. Right, I feel like if Kurt had a catchphrase, like, yeah, it would be like – how about eat right Ooh, What's, what's up? up? Chilling, man. How's it going? It's going. How are you? Good. Good to see you, man. Michael, right?
3: Yes. Right. you want me right here?
0: Yeah, you can sit right there and then if you uh you can adjust this mic and then you're going to want to talk, you know, pretty close to it like this, Got but you. pull it all the way or, or scoot up and then get it to Whoa. you. There you, you go. Yeah, right you here. can put them on too if you want. Cool man. cool, man. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty pretty pumped. I'm excited that you're here. Thanks, man. Me uh, so I saw Galveston Island tour oh wait Kurt has some, something there's to
1: go. some breaking news I, I can't go on without without saying this is it National Taco day it may be I don't know Kim you can't just put information like that and distract me in the middle of the show <laughs> like this like this. you can't do that to me we weren't prepared why is it not on a Tuesday?
3: It should I'm, be Taco Tuesday,
1: right? Like every like every Tuesday is National Taco. Even Day. Even if it's like a set date, like it's like Ju- July eighth is National Taco Day. Like, hey, this year it's going to be on July 9th because it's a Tuesday, <laughs> right? Like,
3: hey, uh, go okay, eat some sorry. tacos
1: today. I had I just I couldn't go any further without. <laughs> oh, that's this. lunch for sure.
0: No, it's understandable, dude. I feel you. I feel you. Okay,
1: thank you. I'm sorry.
0: So, okay, so we saw Galveston Island Tourism shared out a. Like a sizzle reel, they shared out like a preview for something called the Monster Catch, and it looked amazing. Thank you. And so, I, instantly, I was—I like, sent it to Kurt. I messaged it to him. I—I I, uh, it's uh, what's her name? Mary Beth Bassett.
3: Yeah, I, I commented, Mary Beth. We love uh, her. I was like,
0: Mary Beth, what's up? I was like, <laughs> what's going on with this? And then we reached out to you. So I'm excited we got a hold of you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I know you're busy.
3: Yeah, super busy, man. But I'm glad to be here. What all do you have going on? So, I mean, right now we're basically uh. My days are crazy. You know, I'm waking up early and going to sleep late, but we're just grinding and making it happen. Uh so I run outcast charters and we have four boats out of the yacht basin. And uh so we're running usually two trips a day, seven days a week. And um and now we're doing you know, monster fishing apparel, which is a whole nother level. Yeah. And uh and filming all at the same time. So it's been absolutely crazy. But just man, just grinding it out. I love to fish and that's what I tell people. They're like, man, we love what you're doing out there. And I'm like, dude, I just love to fish. <laughs> like, that's yeah. why I'm here. I love it. So it's it's busy, but yeah. it's fun. Walk us through what started first. I'm guessing the love for fishing. Yeah, for sure, man. So growing up, what I really, you know, my, my passion has always been fishing. I was fishing with my dad as a kid. My earliest memories were wade fishing with him in the surf and uh, just really enjoying God's creation, being out there uh every single day that I could was was phenomenal. I was homeschooled too, so being homeschooled, I was able to fish, fish all oh, the time. You
1: got you got the easy life. <laughs> yeah. It was like mom, I want to go fishing. Okay, make yeah. sure you do your school work and right. then you're like, I didn't That's do right. my school work and she's like, it's okay, you went fishing. <laughs>
0: we have uh, one of our our interns Ethan, he's he's 17, but he's homeschooled, so he's able to come in and hang out with us, but then he's sure. like, well, I'm going on vacation. We're like, dude, we're yeah, when do you ever do it's a Monday? <laughs> you can do it on the road. we got five seconds. We're going to go on the FM right now as well. Nice. Oh, no, no. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. It is 9:01, and we are about to talk about something really cool. It's called the Monster Catch. We got Captain Michael Sharky Marquez in studio. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. What's going
3: on, guys? How'd you get the nickname Sharky?
0: Uh, I wanted to ask <laughs> Captain that
3: because Sharky. I feel like he caught a shark. Uh, yeah, I've caught. So I caught a lot of sharks. Uh, back when I was going to college, um, I was running pretty much charters in between classes at that point in time, and I was always coming into class smelling like fish. So nobody wanted to sit next to me. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, but man, I was just notorious for getting out there and fishing in this. My very first boat was, like, 18 foot. It was a tiny boat. And when other guys were out there canceling trips, I was like, man, we're going deep sea. Let's go. Wow. And we were uh, bringing in, you know, huge sharks that were strapped into the side of the boat, oh. you know, when it was crazy days out there. So everybody's like, man, you are... You're a shark fisherman to the heart, and so two things. College was like yesterday for you. <laughs> I've actually been graduated for man like three years now. But you're 23. You're you're 24. Young, 24. 24. 24. 24. Yeah. You're
1: a young guy. Oh, you just yeah. had a birthday.
3: I did. I well, did. Well, happy happy birthday, Thanks, man. It's June 28th. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I graduated when I was 20 at from Texas A&M because was... you were school and you're able to start earlier. There you go. That's the, that's that's the money shot.
0: i do done goofed Kurt, in life. Why weren't we homeschooled? Think about how much further and in how many more likes, career we have.
1: How many more likes on Facebook would we have? Like <laughs> how much more successful KHA I like how that's events. how
3: success is measured nowadays. It, yeah. It's <laughs> all it's all social media. It's like man, how many followers do you have? Yeah, yeah it it is. like it's nice like, resume. They're but... like,
1: hey, here's a million dollars. You got a million followers. Let's go. And we're like, okay, <laughs> sweet.
3: It uh, works out. It does. So
0: you, you were homeschooled. You were able to go fishing more. You found a passion and a love for it. Yeah. Ended up being called Sharky, which is a really cool nickname. And <laughs> Thank then, you. <laughs> when
3: did you just start like doing like charters and taking people out? Yeah, so when I was 16, I um, actually – we saved up and went on a charter with my family. And uh, when we showed up, there was a, a gentleman named Rusty there. And Rusty was a phenomenal guy. Uh, but his deckhand didn't show up that morning. And he's like, man, you know, he was like at the time, you know – just not not able to do everything on the boat that, it, that he could do without a deckhand he's like man we're gonna have to reschedule mm-hmm. and i'm like oh come on you know we're out here i want to go and i had no boating experience but i had tons of fishing experience from growing up and i was like man i'll i'll, I'll work around the boat for my my own trip you know my mm-hmm. own family's charter and he's like i don't know and uh so it en- ended up he's like all right we'll get out there for a couple hours and do it and man i just fell in love with being on the boat and being out there and i remember we were pulling back into the dock there's a gentleman who's always there to fillet the fish. And he's like, all right, let me give him a call real quick. And I'm like, yo, Rusty, like, I got this, you know. Let me take over. I can fill him. And uh, I remember while I was filleting the fish, a a phone call came in. And it was his deckhand. And he was like, hey, you know, sorry, I didn't make it to work. And (laughs) kind of looks at me and looks at his phone. And he's like, hey, buddy, you're fired. Donald Trump, you're fired. Boom, you're fired. (laughs) Yeah, Donald Trump style. And uh, and puts his phone up and he looks at me and he's like, what are you doing for the rest of the summer? I was like, I guess I'm working with you. That's cool. And uh, so that's how it started, man. I worked like 90 days in a row with him. Um, just crazy busy going to class and working and going to class and working with him. And I uh, decided to go to A&M because at the time we were from Angleton. So... Anyway, moved out to Galveston and started going to A and M Galveston and You're from Angleton? Yeah.
1: I'm from Angleton too. Nice. Nice. Man, now I know two people from that town. (laughs) Wildcats. So
0: I moved to this area when I was when I was ten. I was born in Lake Jackson, then we lived uh, you know, across from Middle School West. Yeah. Yeah, right on on I thirty five and then i love people from angleton what a small world it I, is I a love small desert. town it's
1: just all over the place there's <laughs> too much purple and
0: white dude come
1: oh on. <laughs> man he was homeschooled he doesn't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i know wildcats,
0: come on, years a wildcats. <laughs> come on dude show so, some respect <laughs> so we got uh captain sharky here in studio so you found your uh, you found your niche. Yeah. You started out as a deckhand uh, with, with Rusty. Yeah. And it just rusty ended up working man. out, huh?
3: He was he was, uh, he was awesome. So yeah. when did you decide to start your start your own? So I was going to Texas A and I was working three jobs. I was working as a marketing director for a company and worked in oil and gas and did pretty much everything in between classes. And summertime was my time to to charter. Um, and I remember he sent me to captain school, went and got my license and all that good stuff. And then my sophomore year, I was chartering pretty much full time. Uh, right when I was 18, I was chartering. And I always tell people on a side note super funny story, but people hop on my boat and they're like, man, you're kind of young to be a captain. I'm like, you should have seen me five, six years ago, buddy. <laughs> you know, they show up and hop on. They're like, where's the guide? I'm like, I am the guide. Yeah. Let's go catch some fish, you know? So, uh, but anyway, started chartering for him and, um, and worked for a, uh, several other companies out there ran different boats found out what i liked what i didn't like about the way companies were running and went out and saved up money and bought a boat wow and started running full time <laughs> how, how old were you when that happened uh i was i want to say that i worked for other companies for about a year and a half so r- probably right before 20. okay yeah and then that that's about accurate because <sighs> 20 to 21 was the first year of outcast charters and then because i remember right when i graduated i had that that was my first summer you know, work so. straight to work, straight to work, man. Straight yeah. to work. Wow. And uh, my family they told me actually, they were like, you know, hey, you know, you went to school, you got your degree. They're like, you can't fish for a living, <laughs> you know, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but they said, you know, you can charter for the first, uh, for the first summer right out of school, and then you know, you got to go find a real job. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's fair. So I chartered and I chartered and I chartered and created this book of business, and uh, and anyway, at the end of that summer, we actually got voted Galson's number one charter with with one boat. And, you know, so that was such a blessing. And then I took that to my parents and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to be fishing for a while. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that was the start of Outcast Charters. And that's when they said, hey, we'll buy you eight boats. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. They haven't bought me any boats, but definitely been there to, to help support. support. Yeah. That's awesome. I actually just hired my mom. As a uh, as an employee, dude. This what year. kind of feeling is that? She's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but just to bet. be able to be
0: like, hey, mom, you know, yeah. you want to come work for me? Remember when you said
1: maybe
3: I should get a real job? <laughs> oh, maybe you no, should she, get a job, is, Yeah, Oh my gosh! Yeah. No, I
4: don't
1: I w- want my w- mom w- to
3: ever work for me.
1: I don't. <laughs> even have, I'm like, mom, I'll pay you to stay
2: yeah. in oh, Nebraska. Man.
3: I've been so blessed though. With man, my family is phenomenal as far as just being there to help and uh, and support. So, man, she books. I mean. We're, right now we're taking, this is the time of year, we're taking 20 to 25 calls a day, so she is on the wow. phone all day. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: I mean, right now in this season, can you fish, you know, like almost every day if the weather allows? Yeah,
3: we are fishing every day. Yeah, seven days a week. I got all my guides out right now on the on the boat. Are are they like? Where's he at? Is he (laughs) like? Where is he showing up? They know I've I've got a crazy. I'm always running places and doing different things. And uh, this year, more so than others. Last year, I was chartering pretty much full time, and this year, I stepped out into more of the, you know, marketing side and all that good stuff.
1: I want to go back to one of the things that we talked about earlier, and it was your your name, Captain Sharky, and you mentioned that you caught a shark. I have never seen a shark in real life until the other day i think it was on saturday tackle they, time right tackle time fishing tackle time tur- fishing tournament they brought in a 540 something yeah, james uh tiger shark and i it was my first time i was covering it as, as oh a you news were store. actually there yeah i was nice. actually there and so i got to see it in nice. person and i and i touched it and i was like feels this weird. is awesome because <laughs> yeah. i've always wanted to catch a shark talk about that experience i mean it, it can't be easy to catch a shark
3: well it just depends um you know, I mean, as a as a as a young kid growing up, you know, I was always like, "Hey, pull pull me over into this little bait shop and let me go see if they got a shark tooth neth- a shark tooth necklace." You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that was the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted a shark tooth necklace, so that that kind of started my passion and you know for for sharks and the species. And uh, you know, I just never got over that growing up as a kid. I always was into the shark teeth, and you know uh, that's what really got me excited. And, uh, so, so having a passion for that helped and then actually being able to go out and Rusty was really notorious around Galveston for, you know, there's heavy tackle fishing, light tackle inshore, offshore. He was really notorious for heavy tackle fishing. Like this guy had some secrets, you know, how to bring these fish up, how to call these fish in that no one else used. So getting to experience that and, and, and learn from him was absolutely just, it was phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, catching a shark can be really easy or it can be really difficult. You use that heavy tackle, I'm assuming? Heavy tackle, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, bigger rods, bigger reels, heavy line. Um, you know, to go and catch a 500-pound tiger like this guy does, he's actually uh, he's he's really well known for doing it every year in tackle time. This guy is bringing in huge fish. And uh, and he's he's an awesome guy, man. So I can't go
1: out there with my little fishing Mickey Mouse fishing <laughs> with, yeah. with, with the the worm on the end of it. Like it doesn't probably work that not. That's what I fished like growing up. Probably not. You caught some good catfish that way. Yeah, he's yeah. from Nebraska. <laughs> they just so got ho- the ponds. Yeah, it was just ponds fishing, catfishing. That's it. Yeah, no one's doing a no one's doing a monster catch in in Nebraska. So yeah. so what that needs-, needs
3: to happen though? What's your
1: slogan?
0: You know, you have a a catchphrase. Can you say it for us one time? It's a monster, baby! How did
1: that start? That's
3: it, man. It just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Man, that sounds good. Get chills (laughs) down my spine. Can you you say K-H-E-A radio? (laughs) It's a monster, baby! I could probably do that. Hit the record button. Let's go. Y'all could play it, like, on the Uh, (laughs) in-between spots. (laughs) I'll do that for you guys. (laughs) But, yeah, so, um, actually, when I started Outcast Charters, it was... uh, Basically, there was no market for social media, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so that was, what, four, four years ago. There was not a lot of people, especially in the charter industry. You know, you're talking about a lot of older, the older generation that's been doing it for 30 years. They don't want to do anything with Facebook, social media, Instagram, nothing. So me being, a, you know, the youngest guy out there, first of all, and now the youngest business owner, you know, I, I switched the whole market over to social media. And really focused on that side because there was none. Uh, So when Facebook Live first came out, I was one of the first boats, if not the first boat, that was going live. And, you know, when we would hook up to these big fish, these sharks and stingrays and, you know, redfish, uh, we would go live. And on this live camera, I don't know why, but I just kept screaming, you know, it's a monster, it's a monster. And I never said monster, always monster. (laughs) And uh, so we had 10 views and 15 views, which evolved into a thousand views, you know, 10,000 views, 30,000 views. And then all of a sudden I was walking into Walmart and people be like, Hey, you're the guy that screams, it's a monster, it's a monster baby. You know? Yeah. What kind of fish was that, was the original monster? Uh, It was definitely shark. It was? Yeah, it was nice. definitely, yeah, definitely the very first time I, I said it was hooked up to some, you know, a big shark. But, uh, but yeah, so that's how people kind of, kind of started recognizing me. And uh, wintertime came around and me and my dad were sitting around the kitchen table. Just eating dinner, and you know, wintertime is a little bit slow for for charter fishing. And I'm like, man, I don't want to have to go out and get a real job, and you know, I don't want to have to do that. So, what could we do? And uh, that's when we drew on a napkin monster fishing with a shark around it. And I called up a really good design buddy of mine, and bam, there it was. And that's a trademark, yeah, and all that good stuff.
1: So, yeah. I want to hear from our Facebook audience. If you're listening on 99.5 FM, go and check us out on Facebook. That's at KHEA Radio. I want to know: Do you want to catch a shark, or is it just me? Like, <laughs> am I the only person in the world that's like, man, I want to. I, I haven't caught a shark. I want to catch a shark.
0: If I'm catching a shark, I want to be with Captain Sharky, my man. Because if me and you go and try and catch a shark. I feel like
1: we'll be the bait. Like, <laughs> we may catch the shark, but he's going to catch us. That was somebody asked me that question and said, like, hey, like, what happens when they bring that shark onto
3: the boat? Like, yeah. I feel like Jaws, <laughs> what like, ruin that
1: for everybody.
3: I mean, it, definitely these sharks, you don't want to get complacent. You definitely don't want to get comfortable because <laughs> uh, these things are wild, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a professional way to handle it and we try to be as professional as possible. I like to get my customers up to the front of the boat, especially when I'm boating these sharks. Man, back when I was like 18, 19, you know, very first into the fishing charter game, I was the first one to reach down there and pick up that 200 pound shark and throw it in the boat. And now, I'm, you know, as I've <laughs> gained more experience, I'm, you know, learning the ins and outs and, and uh, have a real good idea of how to handle these things properly, not hurt them, be able to, injure, yeah. you know, return them, uh, you know, and all that good stuff so can we talk about the name outcast charters how did you decide on that let's do it so and i'm just sharing right now so i got some people tuning in so basically when i went out and bought my first boat um the name of the boat was actually out the outcast and uh i thought how perfect you know i'm like young and you know kind of set aside from the regular charter you know what the charter company would be portrayed to be and uh so I was like trying to think of names and I was like looking at my boat and I'm like, man, let's just call it Outcast Charters.
0: You know, and, being, um, being
3: one of the younger ones, did that give you a little bit of a chip on your shoulder to want to work harder and kind of earn your spot? Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember it was pretty miserable, actually. The first uh, the first year and a half, I mean, even, even going into two years uh, was pretty miserable. Yeah, because A, you're the young guy. Uh, B, all eyes are on you waiting for you to mess up. Um, And then especially when we started catching traction and, you know, accumulated this huge social media, the largest one in Texas for, you know, for Facebook as far as charter companies, you know, there's even more heat coming in from outside sources. And, uh, you know, so just definitely a chip on the shoulder, but really encouraged me to stay positive and keep my head up. And, you know, if, if you don't have people that are trying to bring you down or hating, you're not doing it Right. You know, so. you know, that's got to be hard though. At,
1: at age twenty three, it's like hey, I have done all this. Where do you stop? Like, it's like, <laughs>
3: man, haters. I've I've beaten it. You know, <laughs> they don't stop. But but you know what? That's okay because man, it's just it does. I truly just try to take whatever negativity and turn it around and and you know, it kind of fuels me now. Uh, back it back when I was younger, it, you know, I took it and I really took it to heart and I was you know like not able to sleep at night. But now. It really kind of fuels me. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm just, I know that me, I get to sleep and lay my head down at the end of the night. With a good, you know, <laughs> that I did everything good today. Yeah. I worked my, I worked my butt off next to, to the shark that happy. you just caught. That's that right. <laughs> you're like, That's, right. <laughs> 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 That's right. I'm cuddling with That's right. I'm with the shark. Like. <laughs> I uh, like that. Uh,
1: luckily, you're not married, right? Because no. That could have been
3: taken the wrong <laughs> no, but way. My, my girlfriend's
1: probably listening. <laughs> <and> like,
3: oh, <laughs> he's on air talking about me being a shark. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh,
2: hey,
0: do, do you ever get people giving you advice? You know, sometimes it's probably good advice or like, hey, don't burn out. You know, you're working too hard. Slow down. Pace yourself. For
3: sure. For sure. Actually, all much harder customers. You know, last year was the first year that I just ran repeat customers. Um, Like, just guys that have been on the boat with me before. And this year has been even more fine-tuned because we've had to take so much time out for filming the series and stuff like that. Uh, So, my customers are always getting on the boat. And they're like, man, congrats on your success, but you need to slow down. You know, like, you need to take a break and... I don't know what it is, but it seems like in my life when I've got something figured out, you know, I've got, okay, this is going smooth, this this company's doing really well. I'm like, you know what, what would make this really hard? And I'm like, <laughs> let's do that, you know? And I just reach out and I want to, it's just always about, you know, setting more goals and more goals and more goals. I don't think that I'll, I, I keep telling my parents, I'm like, guys, you know, when I'm like 40 or 50, you know, I'm going to try to retire, it's going to be great, I'm going to enjoy it. And they're both looking at me like, you're never going to retire. And I'm and I won't. I'll just keep going. <laughs> you can't retire fishermen can't. don't retire. That's right. You fish That's until right. you die, right? That's right. Well, yeah. most
0: people retire, then go fishing. So for you, it's just like, hey, I, I feel like I've been retired the whole time. That's just keep right. setting goals and, and having right. fun, right? He
1: retires and never picks up a fishing pole again. <laughs> it's like, plot twist. Go, yeah. Plot twist. He retires and goes works like a refinery or something. <laughs> 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 like
3: that would be, that right. would be epic. Right now it's
0: 919. This is khea radio.com 99.5 FM. If you're watching on Facebook, share this video out right now. Let's spread the word. The Monster yeah, sure, Catch. guys. Hey, so episode one debuted last crazy monday good. can Thank we you. talk about i guess the idea who approached you did you approach somebody where yeah. did the idea come from the
3: whole concept so yeah so you asked me that so for three years last three years um i've always i mean i've really kind of acquired this love for being on the camera and it's not like a it's not like a, oh, look at me, but like, I just kind of liven up and it's just, I really enjoy it. Hmm. Um, and I really enjoy educating, same. you know, educating. Hey, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, me too. But I enjoy educating people and, um, <coughs> you know, sharing my positivity out there, especially in the fishing industry. It's a small industry. Um, uh, so basically to answer your question, look at me, I done drank my energy drink and I'm on fire this morning. Um, <laughs> uh, but to, same, <laughs> same. <laughs> but to answer your question, um, It was an idea when i signed on with academy sports and outdoors it was a it was an idea that i really wanted to do this series um and they were like hey we're gonna you know we're gonna support you and back you on this which was absolutely awesome and my one of my best friends his name is justin bowers and he's actually the uh the owner of this production company and we just sat down and brainstormed and we're like man how can we make this amazing what can we do who can we fish with um so it's definitely you know just a a a dream right and i said i went up to him and said what what can i do to make this happen uh so for the last six months you know we we went around and called some of the largest names in the fishing industry honda marine you know honda motors and castaway rods and pin fishing and all these great people and we said hey you know we want to do this series but it's going to be expensive we need y'all's help yeah you know as sponsors so we we created a sponsorship package and the whole nine yards so now we are full-fledged filming it's been it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, I went and checked out the the production company. I used, your friend Justin, yeah. right? So he's done some stuff with Academy. I saw like Carlos Correa. Yeah. And yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. photos and some other other stuff, but all
3: the, the work looks great. He's phenomenal. Yeah. He is phenomenal. And he was actually with me. Um, he filmed my first online, you know, Facebook commercial for Outcast Charters when it was him and two GoPros and a you know, uh one of those clickable cameras from Walmart with yeah. twenty seven shots yeah. on it, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's hmm. we've been friends for that long, and uh, just seeing him grow over the years, and you know, as we grow, he's he's always coming up with new ideas. Hey, man, you need to be marketing here. You need to be doing this and that. So he's a he's a great friend. And he's the one who suggested you market with K H E A Radio, right? That, that's right, All <laughs> right. K H E A Radio.
0: <laughs> well, whenever I went and looked at his photos, I was like, I think there's somebody in there, but you know, someone's legit. where They have like a cage and a rig, and it's like, oh yeah, it's like more camera than he is human. It's yes. like the human cyborg camera. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's awesome. We love gear
1: as well. Uh oh, Kurt's upset. Cage and a gear. I need a cage to be legit. Oh yes. no, <laughs> what, Gordy? <Gardner? laughs> I'll t- I'll yeah, tell you're you. not
0: legit. You're not. I- <laughs> Compared to him, he's more oh, he's more no. camera than he is man. Oh, he's a cyborg. It's like I remember reading <laughs> comic books about him as a kid. This is what this is where we're at today. <sighs>
1: I'm, gonna, you, you. I'm gonna delete that. This is the Mark video. <laughs> Try me. Let's go. Okay, that Let's was a go. sweet video.
3: Thanks. Sweet video. Thanks. I did watch it. It was it was really nice. <laughs> not as good as your video. No, but it no, was no. Good. it was good. No, it was really good for real. Thanks. Hey, I was how, impressed.
0: how much time? How much time does it take to produce one episode
3: of Yeah, so Catch? We film it. Um, we have done absolutely crazy. God has been on our side. Yeah, we're filming ten episodes, and we have a film day and a backup day.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: so far, we've been able to nail every single episode in six to ten hours, which is pretty crazy. Uh, going out there and being able to catch these fish in six to ten hours. So we've been blessed on that end the production time is two and a half to three weeks. Okay. So after every single episode, they have two and a half to three weeks to make the episode. Um, So we've been filming for quite a while. And the backup day, I guess, is just rain and weather. Rain and weather. Okay. That's right. And if that doesn't happen, we're in big trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we haven't had to experience that yet. And we have filmed uh, the first six episodes. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, uh, I'm so excited for every single episode. Each one has something amazing in its own way. these this the back half of this series is all just a just a disclaimer. Look, you heard it first on KHEA radio. Yes. Um <laughs> the back half is the better. The back half is actually offshore based. So the front half is inshore. We're doing the trout redfish flounder thing. Um and then the back half is, you know, we're going after some swordfish. We're going after some you know, tuna, we're doing mahi-mahi, so it's going to be really exciting. So if you're an inshore guy and you're like, man, I'm kind of getting tired of watching these inshore fish after the next couple weeks, just stay tuned because we are breaking it down with some offshore fishing.
1: I have to ask this, with with going back to the production company, Sure, are you guys using drones? Um, I'm trying to remember from that video if there were drone footage. Lots of
3: drones, um, underwater cameras. Uh, I know, I'll tell you that the craziest time that I ever filmed, we had... um, You'll know what this is, but we had eight, seven or eight reds. Mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. I tell people that and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" You yeah, know, those
1: are like three thirty thousand, forty
0: thousand dollar
3: cameras. Yeah. Well, like
0: starting it's like, well, if you just want the body, it's like fourteen, fifteen, and then like twenty two if you need all the stuff, and then it goes all the way up. to Yeah, like, they
3: have one that's over a hundred k. Yeah.
1: And you're like, oh, I'm just gonna have seven or eight of them <laughs>
3: on the water. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the scary part, scary. right? Yeah, that's that's more for the land. You know, they'll <clears> break <throat> out the the good, the crazy stuff. We but.
1: we went and filmed uh, on a on a charter before and. Nice. We flew the drone and landing the drone on a boat, yeah, is yeah. hard. It's a game changer. You know, reaching out, Guardy's finger? finger still coming back. Oh, here it is, <laughs> my little,
0: get, Well, he was get, like, "Okay, catch <laughs> it." And so then I was catching, it. he was like trying to shut it down, and it was taken away, and I pop, 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 hit my oh,
2: finger. But, oh. no, like, <laughs> sliced wicked.
1: him up. Yeah, but, but the drone's okay. The drone's fine. <laughs> That's the most important part. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Guardy like did an Instagram. He's like, guys. This is the end. <laughs> Just cut more. it off. Like, you got nine more off. of those, buddy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we got one drone. You got nine more fingers. You'll be all right. You can still play bass
1: <laughs> with no, with nine fingers, right? Yeah, you can. It was uh, my left hand. So <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs>
0: hey, so we're talking to Captain Michael Sharky Marquez on KHEA Radio. If you're watching on Facebook, share this video out. Let us know what you have going on today. Have you already checked out the first episode of the Monster Catch? The second episode is is debuting tonight at to 7 yep, o'clock. What can we expect? Man, I've yeah. already
1: scheduled that post. So when it drops, it's scheduled to just release. So I hope it drops on time.
3: Oh, it drops at 7.
1: No, Okay, good. It will I scheduled be posted it for, at I, 7. I scheduled
3: it for 7.30 just oh, in case perfect. I was like, give, for- give it a half hour. <laughs> no, and it'll post don't really it. post. Uh, what to expect tonight. We went um, flounder gigging with one of my great friends, Captain Quarterman. The guy is phenomenal. He's notorious around Galveston for catching some big flounder. I will tell you that uh, we definitely wanted to bring some authenticity into the series so, guys, we went out there. We had one night to film this, um, and it was blowing. I mean, started off really nice evening, and it was blowing 30 miles an hour by the time we hit the first spot, which is not good. A lot of guys are just, like, canceling trips at that point. They don't want to, especially with gigging, you need good water clarity. We had none. So, it was definitely a grind, but you're going to get to see that grind on camera, and you're going to get to see how we went around that and overcame that and ended up getting some big flounders. So,
1: yeah, we learned about gigging for the very first time. We went to Underwater Green Fishing Lights here in Lamarck, yeah. Texas. Yeah. We did a shine on Lamarck, and they do those green lights. Yeah. And he, he has the gigging tool with it too, right? Like, yeah, you can, it's nuts, right? Can see it, you and put it then, in the water. <coughs> you point it <laughs> in the water, yeah,
3: yeah. And then they have like some with multiple lights, but
0: um, this is interesting.
3: Yeah, it, it is. It's an interesting way to to target these fish, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty neat. Shout out to Academy for posting this one because. You know, the, we've got to be really careful on sure. you know, the gore and the blood and stuff like that. So we try to make it as clean as possible. You know, <laughs> I don't know how you stab a fish and it doesn't bleed gotcha. too much. Yeah. But <laughs> we, we made it happen. You know, we made it happen and try to make it and also this is you know, we want it to be family friendly too. How so, you, you know. How'd you get hooked up with Academy? Uh, actually through my friend Justin, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. He was doing all their outdoors, their their campaigning uh video work and stuff like that. And um man, it's just been I just going into the Academy thing, I couldn't be more blessed to be on with those guys. Right. Um, they have been, I mean, it's been life-changing being with Academy. I, it really has. They have, uh, you know, versus like Bass Pro Shop has like 10,000 sponsored guys. Academy has three, wow. you know. So it's it's been an honor and a privilege to be able to represent their company. And, um, man, they've they've just been more than amazing. But anyway, Justin calls me. I'm on the water. He's like, I'm filming this commercial for Academy and uh and man they're looking for a saltwater brand ambassador how fast can you get there that's what i hung up and said all right guys we gotta go in <laughs> there is an emergency that's about two hours away that i need to make it to i'll take you out tomorrow you know what i mean like i had to get there so i, I drove in and uh and talked with these guys um and i remember the coolest part about being with academy and, and working with those guys is they actually we filmed the first commercial with them which was had to prep for a saltwater fishing trip, and they didn't know how it was gonna go. We didn't know how it was gonna go because it was their first saltwater uh, video that they had put out. Got over a million views in like three or four days, which was awesome. Uh, so they're like, "All right, so we have a market for this. This is great." And uh, and it took several weeks for them to actually. Uh, also, if there's any if there's anybody with social media, right? If you're watching on Facebook and you're a kid, or you wanna, you know, whatever you're trying to excel in this is the best piece of advice I can give you. What you put on your social media actually does matter. Um, they had a, my great friend, Russ, now he's my great friend. <laughs> At the time he was just an academy you know, exec, but, but Russ, he actually spent several weeks, eight to five, going through the very first social media posts that I ever made. From Instagram, to Twitter, to Facebook, and every single day, eight to five, he spent watching every single one of my live videos reviewing every single post I ever made to make sure that there wasn't any language, profanity, you know, uh, drinking, you know, partying. I mean, it was that in-depth because, you know, to be able to back, you know, when you have Academy Sports and Outdoors, they're like, we want to promote you. They don't want to be able to go on your social media and find something that's going to put their brand in we've, jeopardy. We've we've talked a lot about
1: this on our show because look at Zion. Uh, he you know he actually stopped posting on Twitter for a, a year and a half. Before, I deleted my Twitter before the NBA <laughs> draft yeah. like, nope. because of that. You Not know today. like because yeah. he's like I don't want to risk me posting something or me. Affecting my draft, right. you know, ability yeah. because of that. You know, you could lose millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. millions based on dollars. one post,
3: and that's that's the craziest thing with with uh, with Academy, man. If they put something out there and they promote it, and it's you know, and it's not right, or somebody finds something on the person they put it out against, uh, man, they can lose like millions off in one day. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah. a cool question uh, about Academy,
0: but I have something first. You know, um, if Academy ever tried to find dirt on me, it would be easy (laughs) because I used to be employed there, which I love, but I I had to quit and I wasn't able to put into two weeks and they told me, I said, hey, well, I'm a musician and so I was actually... Quitting to go for a tryout in Ohio, which I got, and ended up moving to Nashville and did some time over there. Dang, yeah, but look at you, but uh, Guardy, they're on here. Careful, I know. Careful, I love Academy. Watch- Academy's but- watching right now. <laughs> but they told me they're like, okay, that's awesome, but just know that you're 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 not eligible to be hired by Academy in the future ever. And again. I said, well, I said, okay, I, I wish I could, but. Like, the tryout is this weekend, you know, yeah, or whatever yeah, it is. Go. So, they're like, we understand. So, I had to, I had to do it. So, yeah. I love you, Academy. Please forgive me. <laughs> hey, please forgive me. They will
1: watch
3: this. So. <laughs> please forgive my <laughs> I friends. do love
1: Academy. I love you guys. Yeah. He's, just not, towards... he's saying that now. Come on! <laughs> yesterday when he was talking to oh, me about no. it. <laughs> Kurt's a liar.
0: So, here's a question. When... Would we ever be able to
3: purchase some monster fishing apparel at Academy? That's something that needs. Yes, to happen. I know it needs to happen. So right now we're working on their their drop shipping program. There's a couple of ways to approach it with Academy. Um, we decided that the best would be through a drop shipping online program. Uh, that way, because a lot of our stuff is based off of social media, mm-hmm. they do several posts throughout a month. You know, which which have me holding up fish, and basically that's a way for them to be able to tag the product in their post <laughs> that they're promoting. Uh, and then people can go to their online store and have it shipped directly to them. So setting up that sucker is a three-month-long process. So we're working on it. So currently, is your stuff uh, printed and manufactured here? Or is it overseas? Yeah, or does that yeah. Work? So everything's uh, everything's here. We it's been an absolute journey um, finding quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being able to have reliability and quality, and we've gone from printer and printer and printer and this and that, but. Uh, we're finally at a good place. We've got good consistency in our product. The quality's there. We're loving the way everything's turning out. So just trying to stay consistent and keep everybody happy and keep yeah. our retailers supplied, especially through summertime, man. Our, our stuff is doing really well in a lot of the uh, marinas, and it flies. So we're doing two or three orders you know, a month through them. So keeping everybody stocked up has been quite the journey, especially shout-out to my mom, man. She's, she's working full-time on that when I'm trying to do – 50 other things so where can you currently pick up some monster fishing apparel yeah so you can check it out we have the galveston yacht basin we have the uh marina west end marina um out in jamaica area uh we have bayou bait um down there on 61st on the island i think we have 19 retailers on the island and then as you go off the island closer to lamarck area we have serious tackle um, right down the road and uh, so you can check out our authorized dealer page on our website at monsterfishing.com and uh, that'll get you to the closest retailer.
1: I think KHEA Radio should become an authorized Boom. retailer. Retailer, we'll I, have, we a don't hat have a retail rack in shop. Here. <laughs> Man, we
3: can make it work. That's right. As I'm looking, all yeah. your guests, you could be like on the way out. You here know, you go. check out this swag right here. Yeah.
0: Currently, the only shirt we have in here is one from Kurt that he wore like uh, three or yeah, four days ago. Yeah, don't touch that shirt. <laughs> it was really sweaty,
1: <laughs> and I took it off in here. <laughs>
0: hey, so what's cool about fishing apparel is it can get wet it's like quick dry or like even the water feels like it
3: runs yeah, out for sure it. that's yeah it's awesome so a lot of our stuff is uh uv protectant up to 50 spf um and definitely it was built uh obviously by me and i love to fr- i love to fish so i'm out there on the water every day and i wanted to be comfortable in something so this stuff is lightweight uv protectant uh super durable we just came out with our monster mesh performance series which is uh, it's a cool name. Ha- thank, you, monster thank you. mesh. It's awesome, man. It's <laughs> actually a uh, hand sewn in mesh that goes from oh, cool. all the way from the arm all the way down the side. Um, and it's got crazy breathability. And, uh, so we, we definitely, those are flying off the shelves, which is awesome. So. Darty
1: gets mad at me when I bring in like breathability shirts and he's like, please stop wearing that. <laughs> like not, if we have like a meeting,
0: like, I'm like, dude, you have to dress like, like he's in a looks, polyester, yeah, like long sleeve. Or, yeah. or like, I don't know. He'll wear like, like Hawaiian shirts and shorts sometimes with a visor. And I'm like, dude, we have like a meeting or like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> How is that? We're not that going thing? fishing. You look at I your own I want to go vacation.
1: fishing all the time. <laughs> hey. That's you never good, uh, know, right? You got to be ready to go that's right. on the water at any point.
3: I could call him up and be like, "Hey, this afternoon." Yeah, and I'm go. like,
1: "Gotta go, Guardy. Sorry." <laughs> hey, we have a friend
0: that's currently wanting to take us out on a 70, 72 hour fishing trip, but for us, I feel like that's too long because right. we haven't even
3: done like a like a four hour, five like hour, a bay trip. <laughs> <like six>. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So no, that's legit though. Seventy two hours. You need to you need to hop on that deal. That's a, that's a legit trip right there.
1: I don't know if I could put up with Guardy for 72 hours. That's a long
3: time. It is. That's a long time. I don't
1: know if I could sleep on the water for 72 hours. I don't think you sleep on <laughs> fishing You probably wouldn't be sleeping. Yeah, yeah, you
3: probably wouldn't be sleeping. You'd sleep, I guess, man, especially it sounds like that would be an offshore. And a ton, ton of the time, man, the offshore fishing is on fire at night. So you'd probably be sleeping a lot during the day.
0: Yeah. When you're offshore, what are you trying to catch? Like, what is that, the monster that you want the most?
3: Yeah, I would say definitely uh, probably tuna yeah, if you're way offshore, big tuna, um, the offshore guys aren't aren't too fond of sharks because they'll be reeling in some trophy wahoo or something, and it'll get nailed by a big shark. Me, I'm like, mm. all right, all right, I got my I got my shark on, you know, so it doesn't bother me catching a big shark. Um, so you know any anywhere from tuna, shark, marlin, something crazy like that would be would be awesome. We primarily stay within ten miles., uh, next year, we hope to have federal permits and be able to run way, way offshore. Uh, but that's why it's so exciting for the series to, to be able to hop on yeah. You know some of these guys' huge boats and, and go way out for fish that I'm not used to targeting. So, cool.
0: so you're 10 miles in. What, what is the fish that you're looking for the most?
3: So we run a close offshore, which is within 10 miles, state water trip. We do kingfish, ling. Um, ling is some of the best-eaten fish around. Triple tail. Uh, we'll do Spanish mackerel, Jack Cravels. That's our close offshore. And then our inshore, more inshore base is going to be trout, redfish, flounder um pompano sheep's head pup drum there's a ton of different species uh that are inshore. you know within 10 miles that we're able to go out there and target wow one of the
1: questions that i have is you know for for fishing tournaments like like the one that's at tackle time tackle time right they're they're out there searching for records or prizes and stuff like that you know i think Two years ago, 2017, they caught the the world record for the the shark that was a hammerhead yeah, shark. Yeah, it was like
3: uh, 1,200 pounds or something crazy like that. <clears throat>
1: crazy yeah. big, right? Right here in our area, world record, right? Do you seek out those world records? And I, I think I have a little insight into you might possibility ha- you of might that.
3: Have, <laughs> you might have some insight on that. Yeah, we definitely, uh, you know, being a fisherman, we go out there, we hit the water, and that's the exciting part about what we do. You never know what you're going to catch. Uh, you never know what's on the other end of your line. You know, there's been times where you think you're on a certain species, and it comes up, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, what's this? Uh, we've caught red snapper at the jetties. We've caught kingfish, which shouldn't be at the jetties. At the jetties. <laughs> um, so you never know. That's that's the beauty about what we do in saltwater uh, versus freshwater. You have a pretty good idea. And I love the freshwater fish. I love aspects of fishing not putting one or the other down but that's what really excites me about saltwater as far as going out there and targeting these world record man every single day i'm out there trying to catch something crazy big you know there's not a day i wake up and i'm like i want to catch a small fish today you know so <laughs> Uh, and, you well, let's know, go I mean, catch the smallest right, one a day Right, a record for the smallest fish. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have that actually. Yeah, we've caught a
1: lot of small fish, but you know we've caught a lot of. Well, a lot we of started catching too. those small fish and had to throw them back, and it's just like
0: oh, I want to keep it. So, <laughs> put it in the fish tank or something. Right? No. Wow. So, okay, it's 9.39. This is Radio.com, 99.5 FM. It's Kickstart. We're going to be on until 11. We're talking to Michael, Captain Sharky Marquez. He is out of Galveston, Texas, runs uh, Outcast Charters. Also, make sure that you tune in for the Monster Catch tonight, 7 o'clock. Um, you can watch that on K-H-E-A Radio. You can also watch that on the Monster Catch. Uh, what's the at for that? Yeah, it's at the
3: Monster Catch. You can yeah, find it. it's super
1: easy. Cool. You know, I was just thinking, and Guardy, maybe you can – Help me on this. Right. Is we're trying to grow Khea Radio as well. I'm thinking, right? And so we are at 8,800 likes, which is pretty good because yeah, pretty we're good. we're a year old. We're a oh, year nice. old. You know, y'all are, like y'all,
3: are, y'all are we're blind. babies.
1: We're still babies, but we want to break 10,000. Our goal was to break 10,000 by the end of the year, and we we were at 5,000 when we started the year. Nice. So we've readjusted our goal, and we said we want to reach 10,000 by August one. Nice. So, we want to offer, I want to offer a potential trade here. <laughs>
3: What's the trade?
1: <clears throat> I'm down. Okay. I, just- I will invite all of my friends to like Monster Catch if you will invite all of your friends to like KHEA Radio. I'm Deal. doing it now. Deal?
3: Deal. Deal. I'm Deal. doing it, it now. But, but. Wait, I, there's I a but? My, I know my Facebook analytics. You're going to hit, how many friends do you have? I have I got like, 1,500 friends. I got like 1,300. Okay. That's the deal. Y'all both do it. Yeah, because it's almost even that the deal. <laughs> 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 he's, like,
0: he's like, my 5,000 friends versus your 1,500. I like the math
3: here. No, I'll do it. Um, Something that you guys don't know about Facebook, you might not know about Facebook, when you hit the invite all button, yeah. it'll only invite 1,000 or 1,500, so you have to give it a week and go back and do it again. Seriously. Yep. But you'll get crazy likes real quick. You ready? Awesome, yeah.
0: Invite friends to like page. Select all. I'm doing it. Send invites. Right. I like that they updated it where you can do it. i, I need. To, I need to make sure I like the monster catch. I hadn't hit the thumbs up yet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa! What? I he, thought I had.
2: Don't
1: say that now. He's just doing it.
0: I, <laughs> I, 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 I did. I adjusted Come community
3: monster fishing family. Hey,
0: good morning, Judy, Jose, Jennifer. Hey, what's up, folks? Judy,
3: what's up, guys?
0: We're talking to to Michael, Captain Look, Sharky, I'm sending Marquez. 4K invites. All
2: Woo.
3: right. Oh snap. Was Facebook good. was like, oh, ah, was I don't know what to do. <laughs> Facebook is like, no. <laughs> okay, I sent it. Look, you're at, you're at nine. Let's 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 keep track. By the time we leave, we'll take a look. All right. We're at eight thousand eight hundred and fifty-three. <sighs> All right, guys. If you're tuning in and you're following KHE Radio, you need to be following KHE Radio. Mm-hmm. Everybody, from my pages, hop on and and like their page real quick. So let's go back to the the first episode here really fast.
1: Episode number one is in. How how was the reaction to it? What did you hear about the monster catch, and how, how how did people respond to it? And and I guess maybe talk a little bit about how that's going to change over the course of the season.
3: Yeah, for sure. So episode number one was awesome. Um, I think we just hit over two hundred thousand views. So our projected uh, our projected goal is by episode four or five, we want a million views per episode. Um, it's obviously going to take some time to to build that up. But I think for episode 1 I was 200,000 plus. Yeah, was, that's for a week because yeah, will continue to bad. run too. Yeah. Yeah, we were stoked to stoked to hit 200K. 200k. Um and as we as we continue, you know, especially with a lot of the local companies we're seeing that a lot of people in Galveston, Lamarck, Texas City, a lot of people are business pages are sharing. So we're always down to help cross post. So if you're watching this and want to want to help us out by cross posting the series, that would be awesome. Just send us a message on the Monster Catch page, but um You know the reactions were great um i didn't see personally any negative comments on the first episode uh and i think that it's just gonna get better and better from here man i'm stoked about it what's
1: episode number three
3: because i i mean i'm already
1: thinking to next monday
3: here yeah yeah so episode three is actually uh an outcast charters sponsored episode so we hop on all of our boats we take out some amazing people and uh, it's just a, a variety-packed, filled episode. So we're catching a lot of different species. We catch a couple nice sharks in there. Wow! So you're going to get to see that. Um, it's just a look into Outcast Charters. Episode number four is going to be pretty sweet. Episode number four, we're hopping, on, uh, are hopping in our vehicles. We're heading down to the Trinity River, Palestine, Texas. And uh, we put something pretty amazing on board with our good friend, Captain Bubba Bedry. And he's a world famous man he's he's the dude is phenomenal he's hands down a, a, one of the classiest guys i've ever met and uh but man he knows what he's doing we're chasing alligator gar cool <clears throat> do you ever get
0: alligator to do any fishing gar. outside of
3: texas kurt's
0: about to go to florida later this Boom. week
3: yeah we do actually uh we fish florida probably three times a year we actually kayak baits off the surf and try to get catch big sharks uh last year we've probably caught a 600-pound tiger shark off the beachfront in Florida. Wow. So that was pretty legit. And, uh, man, just, just lots of lots of different fishing styles. Wherever we go, I guess the number one question I get asked by customers is, like, hey, when you're on vacation, do you still fish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong yes. Where's the best place to go fishing? I like fishing in Mexico. Um, Anywhere like Costa Rica, Mexico, because what's interesting about – What's interesting about fishing is no matter where you go, there's different shelves, right? right? There's different water depths and structures that provide different styles of fishing. And what's awesome about fishing in a place like Mexico is you can be two miles off the beachfront. You know, you can see your hotel and catch a 700 pound, you know, marlin right there off the beach. Whereas in Galveston, our structure is so much different, you have to go 150 miles you yeah. know, to catch something crazy like that. Um, and it's just all, all based, it's not because their fishing's better or worse. It's just all based off water depth um, and different styles of water and salinity and stuff like that. I, I love Galveston fishing in Galveston because our inshore fishing is so phenomenal. Um, if I was an offshore guy, Galveston might not be the greatest place for me to reside at because you have to go 40, 50, 60 miles to get onto some of these pelagic fish um but man the inshore fishing is phenomenal
0: so l- last year i went to hawaii and i was like it was my first time and only time to go and i was like i don't know if i'll ever come back hopefully right yeah, yeah. but i asked my wife can we go on a, a charter trip so we did and we trolled the water caught yeah. nothing except seasickness and we just did the boat didn't stop for like five hours yeah just trolling and it was terrible it was the worst and yeah. I, man yeah we didn't catch anything and that is terrible yeah it ruined the rest of the day that is terrible. <laughs> and so now i'm just like i don't want to i don't know i want to go fishing like yeah.
3: the jetties but so th- our goal is to like yeah is to is to get you back out on the water um we try to we try to catch everybody before they've been and had a bad experience because usually you're right i mean after you go on something like that especially you said your wife mm-hmm. especially going with your wife your wife's like oh heck no i'm getting my i'm getting my <laughs> nails again. done i'm having yeah. a spa day buddy i ain't going on no <laughs> daggum charter trip again mm-hmm. uh but what's nice about fishing inshore and fishing the jetty system is there's so many different fish that are there and you have the opportunity to catch and it's quick action. So you drop the anchor, we're, we you know, we know our spots, we know where we're going to be catching these fish at and it's and it's that's the fun part. You know, you're you're waiting maybe 5 minutes, 10 minutes and you're going to hook up. Yeah. Um so that's what's exciting about being able to fish inshore in Galveston versus, you know, somewhere else. But hey, everybody has their days. You know, you have your slow days, you have your you know your, your rough days and- yeah i
0: should have known because whenever i asked i was like hey how's it been they're like yeah we haven't caught nothing like all week oh before going in and they're like yeah don't don't have your hopes up i was like should have been right there and
1: be like nah yeah later. you know what <laughs> uh <laughs> give me that refund let's go yeah, yeah. That's got to be hard. You know, we were talking, you know, Pastor Josh, who is one of the pastors here at Abundant Life Christian Center, and KHEA Radio broadcasts live from Abundant Life Christian Center. In Lamarck. In Lamarck. I saw that. One of the things that uh, he talks about was we were out there fishing that day, and Pastor was with us, right? And we were catching all day like yeah we we came back with what 20 plus fish in a matter of hours right like not very long at all in the jetties and all the other boats were around us we're like we're not catching anything and here we are throwing out catching in i caught a 27 inch red nice you know so it's just right underneath the the legal limit you know so i gotta keep it yeah that's you know but it was you know, sometimes it's like that and you just have to keep throwing the, the line out, yeah, right? Just so, finding the
3: spot, right? Yeah. A lot of it's finding spot and um, you know, I, I, I talk on the I talk on the outdoor show twice a week in the mornings and we're always talking about different rigging tactics and techniques uh, that we can use out there. When you're fishing the jetties, <clears throat> what's very important is that you have different rigging tactics and techniques and different things going because, you know, you can be anchored up with fifteen boats and Nobody's catching fish except one boat. Mm-hmm. And you really got to think, you know, they're doing something different. Yes, there's a different spot. Maybe there's a drop-off there. But also, what can you do to get those fish feeding? Um, and that's the biggest thing. So we have di- a lot of different rigging tactics and techniques that we're always changing out and uh, until we find those fish. And once we do figure out what's really getting them going and what they're feeding on, we stick to that. So so, so. you have the the TV show. You have the,
0: the clothing is all covered. You have the boats. You can take people out. Is there anything else in the works? Maybe like the rod, the reel, the tackle, the line, anything.
1: Yeah, so... The horn on the boat.
3: Yeah, That's right. it. That's the next monster thing. Monster wheels. It's like, <laughs> the horn, you, hit it, right? you hit it and it says, <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, uh, the biggest thing that we have going right now, uh, and this is, yeah, this is a great opportunity to tell you guys, is, is Castaway Rods. Castaway Rods is one of our biggest sponsors. Um they provide. They've been in business for over thirty years. Um, when I was growing up, me and my dad—that's all we fish was Castaway rods. Uh, so it's kind of crazy to look back and and see now how we're, we've been working with them. They're one of our largest sponsors. They provide our rods for the boats, and man, um, they're they're phenomenally made. So uh, about a year ago, we pondered this idea of you know creating a heavy tackle. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about light tackle and heavy tackle. Castaway has only produced light tackle rods so all inshore fishing for us you know it's been tough because we do our light tackle with castaway but i can't only fish castaway rods because i have to have the heavier stuff for the big sharks and tuna and all that crazy stuff uh so we we started kicking around this idea as of january 2020 we will have the monster rod series released through castaway Monster Uh, rods, and we have eight different rods we have two trolling rods two casting rods two spinning rods and two jigging rods so all offshore fishing rods. It's going to be called the Monster Rod by Castaway, and we're, we're stoked about that. So I love the name Monster. Like, Thank it's you. Just,
1: it's just when you add it to, like, Monster Radio, you, you can, know? Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever you want to use. Like, right? It, like, like, it just, just makes it sound so much better. <laughs> yeah.
3: Monster uh, Taco. That's right. Yeah, we, right? You're like, going to be saying it now. Like, literally, you're going to be like, man, I, I really want that Monster Taco right there. You know, I mean, we're going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> we're going to be like, actually, uh, Monster
0: is owned by Monster Fish and Apparel LLC you know, in right. Texas. We're, we're at our Please taco cook
1: off saying Monster Taco. And then yeah. I'm like, no, stop. Stop.
0: <laughs> hey, speaking of tacos and food, what's your favorite kind of fish or seafood to eat?
3: Oh, man, great question. I really enjoy uh, flounder. I love I love flounder. I make a mean stuffed flounder. Um, what else? Let's see. Triple tail. Triple tail is absolutely phenomenal. It's more of a rare species, so we don't get a lot of them. When we do, I'm always like, all right, let's mm-hmm. go. You know, it's going to be dinner time real soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, man, I just I really just enjoy getting out there and catching these fish and uh, and you know teaching people that have never been out before. Um, I know when I first started chartering, it was a big deal for me to be able to set the hook on a fish and hand it over, uh, you know. But now I just live through you know live through these customers. I've I've caught the fish before. It's more about them experiencing that. So that's the biggest thing for me.
0: Yeah, w- you know, um, whenever you go out on a charter like one of your charters right outcast charters sure you handle everything like if i if i'm on there you know what do i what do i expect as a customer who's never been like, yeah how does so that
3: go what's really awesome is when we have people that have never fished before you know that they they hop on the boat and they're like look i'm gonna be your problem person today because i've never picked up a rod and reel but those are actually the best people um for a charter because they don't have any bad habits you know, they don't have any, uh, you know, whereas people have fished growing up, maybe they've accumulated bad habits, you know, setting the hook early, setting the t- hook too hard, not letting it sit, you know. <laughs> yeah, agree, yeah, yeah. So the people that have never fished before are usually best because you tell them what to do, and they're like, all right, so I wait for this, and then I set the hook and fish on. So um, definitely what you can expect is we provide the rods, reels, gas, tackle, bait. We fillet the fish at the end of the trip. Mm. Everything is provided. You bring some drinks, snacks, and hop on. For the light tackle, you guys actually physically cast those out and fish those, you know, fish those poles, and uh, you know, setting the hook. Everything's up to you. We'll bait the hooks for you, though. Tell you where to cast, and then for the heavy tackle, we get out there and we set these rods out and we just wait for a big fish. You know, they stay in the pole holders until we get a big fish on, uh, and then it's and then it's game time. Wow. So.
0: That sounds like it's a good time. It's easy. You just go out there. Yeah, and it's super easy. Reel super them in. Easy. That's
3: it.
4: Catch some monsters. That's it. Catch
0: hey, your monsters. Hey, uh, here's a question. And then I also got a text message from my buddies who does some, some fishing stuff. And I'll, sure. I'll read that in a second. So someone asked about uh, the monster tattoo. Yeah.
3: Do you have one? Are you going to be getting like? I, d- I do have a. Uh, so a lot of people don't know because you look at me and you, oh think, yeah. you think I, I don't have any out. tattoos. Um, but I have a ton of tattoos. Uh, I do have a monster fishing tattoo. Nice. Yeah, I do. Check that out right there. Yeah, there it is. That's up that with the logo. Right there, yeah. So I have the monster fishing tattoo. Um I have several other tattoos. Probably my favorite is my right arm, which is I don't know, are we live streaming right yeah, now? Yeah, they'll see. Yeah, so you can see I've got a Marlin there. Oh yeah. It just looks like it just the shirt just keeps you going just wear cut off sway. Yeah, it does. the same color. Then I've got my Mahi Mahi and then this is the this is the craziest one. Got a big great, great white up there somewhere. Who's your artist? So, actually, great great story about that. My artist is C.K. He works at Von Striga in, uh, in Galveston, Texas. And, uh, man, C.K. is actually the designer for over 70% of Monster Fission. Nice. So, he hand draws these. He vector files them and gets them onto a on a on a computer for us to be able to send over and get get printed Did you should get a
0: long sleeve shirt you know how the, the fishing a lot of sleeves are long and right. then just get it, your exact sleeves
3: <laughs> like with that
0: that exact artwork on right. there and people would put it on think that, about how cool that would be that would be pretty dope yeah, yeah. that would be
3: pretty dope i like that idea I might have to remove a few for that. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. With Fazzy Academy <laughs> the, name on it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Next time it's
1: gonna be the K H E A Radio logo. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So where's that going? Where's that
3: going? Mm, I'm gonna need some serious endorsement chest. dollars for that. <laughs> K H E A right there. So. To tattoo it a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, we had always joked
0: whenever we hit 10,000. Actually, now that I say joke, I don't think it was a joke, but Kurt's supposed to get a KHEA tattoo. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You I should. Might. I want him to be like a SoundCloud rapper, so, so it's like KHEA radio, kind of like Post Malone. <laughs>
1: the only thing that's keeping me is when Guardy fires me for oh, something yeah. that I say on this show. Yeah. Now I'm stuck with this KHEA radio tattoo. SoundCloud. But I feel like I got to the 10,000... Like Mark, yeah, is it? part of it. So like, forever, it's it. forever, it's a part of me, right? Yeah, forever. That's that's what
3: I use, you know, as an excuse.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was talking to my friend yesterday. I call him Paco, but it's a Jorge George Guzman nice. with Texas Southern uh, lifestyle, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And so we know TSL. Yeah, I, I was talking to him about some fishing stuff. Yeah. And uh, he just texted me a while ago. He's like, "Man, he didn't tell me that uh, the captain, uh, you know, Marquez Sharkey was
2: yeah, coming yeah, yeah, in yeah. there.
3: Dude's cool." And. uh Yeah, we 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 love our our Seattle guys, man. Good guys over there.
1: I try to post in there. My my redfish that I caught the one time, and they're like, "Stop posting that picture. It's a year old." No, they didn't. You know, like I'm like he posted it every day for like for two years. It's like (laughs) the greatest accomplishment. Man, my form was amazing. I had one foot on the boat. I had the other foot. Like I had bruise marks (laughs) (laughs) all along. Like literally, like below the belt, like. Oh wow! because that pole was in there and i'm like <laughs> i need to work on that next time where i'm not like sticking the pole right into my gut you yeah, know and it's just yeah. like
0: ooh. hey we got about uh, three and a half minutes left is there anything else you'd like to share or remind anybody real quick
3: uh yeah just check out the monster catch on facebook um if you're li- tuning in and you're a youtube guy check it out on youtube uh we just launched the monster catch youtube page um other than that if you're looking for non-stop fishing action uh we've already been live several times today on the outcast charters page hooked up to big sharks my guys are out there doing some serious work today captain shane and captain matt um so yeah check out our outcast charters page for to stay tuned with all of the fishing adventures that we're doing and then if you want to follow my public figure page check it out at michael sharky marquez done and that's it yeah that's it so tonight seven o'clock the monster o'clock. yes
0: again again Episode two, I'm excited wait for
1: it. Yeah, it's going to be good. I got so excited that I saw it cross-posted with us last night, and I was like, I got to get this
3: scheduled in. I got to do it. I That's was dope. like ahead so you of could it. actually see it as a cross-post. Oh, I've watched the video already. What? You can see it. Yes. That's legit. I was going to say, I'll, I'll show you guys, but. <laughs> yeah. You know. I've seen it. It's good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So we'll, we'd have to get you back. We wanna, would yeah. Would you go yeah. welcome to come back, talk with us? For sure, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Very cool. This we'll is- come back. KHEA Radio, make
0: sure you go uh, like the Monster Catch, check out uh, everything that, that Captain Marquez has going on, and maybe book a, a trip to yeah, go check absolutely. out one of those charters. Absolutely. It's Radio, 99.5 FM. When we come back, we'll be talking to Toastmasters. Stay tuned.
1: Every... Ooh, good song. Why do we have so good? <laughs> I don't like doing this radio show. I want to go listen on the FM, 99.5 <laughs> FM, to all these amazing songs. That we have on there. You can also download the KHEA Radio app. Just search for KHEA Radio on there. You get some discounts and some hey. coupons, and you can listen to us twenty four hours a day. That sounds awesome. Thank you. You're <laughs> working
3: now, hard if you're live twenty four hours. We are twenty four <laughs> hours
1: a day, seven days a week. We don't ever get to
3: leave here.
4: No, we're
1: stuck in this room. Actually, yeah, yeah. that's why I t- trampled over some sleeping experiment. bags on the way in. <laughs> The world's greatest experiment. How long can these guys last on the radio? <laughs> we've
0: done eight hours before. Wow. Actually, nine, but that was the longest.
1: That's solid.
0: We were raising money, and that's how
1: we, we were able to fund up a lot of this gear. They were like, if you want us to stop talking, just give us money, and then we'll stop talking. And they're like, $100, okay, 100, here, $100, here, $100. Here, it, it, It was, right was all through,
0: a, through Facebook. We did it in December. But, yeah, we did like a big thing like, hey, if you've ever been touched by anything we've done, feel free to donate. Nice.
1: And, and uh, a lot of people, it was awesome. That's, that's how fun. we got our gear. So no, we used legit. to have- we used to have a board and stuff, but we were streaming live on, on a webcam. Yeah. And we did that for like nine months, just streaming on one webcam. People could tune in. And, well, I mean, we were still growing. Right. But uh, we wanted we knew that we could have a better 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 system. Yeah. So this gear, actually, as long as we have internet connection, we can actually pack this gear in a backpack oh, and go live nice. from anywhere. That's nice. So we've done shows at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. We've done it at Burger Nation NASA. Uh, Maceo's. Maceo's. In Galveston. In Galveston. So, we just need to get internet on a boat and come and do our <laughs> show live on your boat. Get a little mobile hotspot. Yeah. Now, there you go. We've done it with hotspots before. That'd can be you
3: perfect. imagine us? I have a unlimited data with a mobile hotspot.
0: <clears throat> you do? do? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do a <laughs> show on the boat, can we? Let's
3: do it, man. We'll do a live show.
0: Oh, my gosh. We could probably do dull. an hour
3: before yeah, we our gear dies. Hour. Like
0: you're thinking about the batteries, but yeah, everything is battery powered. Yeah, Woo! we can do an hour.
1: That'd be sweet.
3: Yeah, I'm we could so even wait till excited. we get hooked up on a big fish and then go live. Then go live, and yeah. then go live. Hey,
1: we're live awesome. out here be on dull. a monster. On a monster. Man, you're you're awesome. Thank you so much. Oh yeah,
3: absolutely, absolutely, man. It hey, was fun. Thanks I'm for checking having me. the
1: numbers here. I mean, we only got one so far. You. So far, I think you need to do some more promoting. <laughs>
0: what? He's probably lying. I am lying. We we're up
1: to 8,900. Awesome, so awesome, was that 80? It was like 50-something. So we're up 40. Oh, woo! yeah. We're going to keep on growing.
3: There you go. I appreciate growing. you, and uh, I Absolutely. hope you get some of ours to, to follow yeah, that'd be awesome. to catch. That'd be awesome, man. Thanks so much for sending your invites out. Woo, woo. We got
0: 8,896. Dude, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to break <sighs> that, that 10. Oh, I'm, I'm excited.
1: It. Change your goals. Like, if you're watching right now and you're like, hey, I have a goal. Oh, yeah. Update
3: that goal. Update that goal. I feel that. Update it. I feel that. It's good stuff. Awesome. That's deep. Thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely, guys. Man, it was fun. Dude, hey, thanks for nice having me. Yeah, hey, hey, we'll hit you up. and. Yeah.
1: I know you're busy, we'll but we'll, we'll do let's do some stuff together. Hey, brother, thank you. appreciate,
0: I appreciate it. it. Thanks for having me. Thank well, you. What's up, Facebook? Hey, did y'all enjoy that? Would y'all like to see Captain Sharky back yeah, in studio? I know thank I you. would. I, I want to go out there and uh and try and catch, catch a monster myself.
1: don't okay.
0: And uh, if you've been on one of those trips, let us know what your experience is as well. But I'm excited for that tonight. Tonight they are going to be uh, debuting episode number two of the Monster Catch. I'm super
1: excited about this next guest as
2: well.
0: Kurt was going to bring his trophies because he (laughs) did a lot of, uh, not debate, you did
1: a public speaking, right? Yeah, it was public speaking. Debate, I've coached debate. But public speaking... You know, I was a national runner-up. Okay. Are you world champion? Woo! Oh, I could take her on. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's start this challenge right now. Hey, I man. almost brought in all my trophies, but then I goofed and didn't. But I have you a have whole bunch. Man, I do have some pictures. <laughs> I have a video of my national runner-up speech from uh, Madisonville, Virginia. Very good. Well, like I say, it's a great chance to come and compete again hmm So can you introduce
0: yourself and then, you know, what we're talking about today?
4: Yes. I'm uh, Terry Pettyjohn. I uh, live here in Lamarck. Uh, we moved here about 12 years ago from the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in a lot of different things in the community. And one of my great passions now is Toastmasters. So Toastmasters, it's a really cool name. It is. Well, you know, we kind of, people, when we say Toastmasters, they think, am I giving a toast? Is that all it is? It's, here, it's, here! There yeah, you that's go. what it sounds like. Now, there are some clubs that actually begin meetings with a toast, but primarily it was uh, started at a YMCA back in the 1900s, early 1900s, that uh, was dedicated to leadership and communication training. Okay. And so uh, we are an international organization. Uh, it is a nonprofit. It, we're not multi level marketing, nobody's making any money in Toastmasters directly from Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pay a smaller due, small dues, and most of the time that runs about $8.50 a month. But like I say, it's uh, uh, oh just a way for you to practice your leadership skills. I know for myself, uh, I became a supervisor at a large insurance company in downtown Dallas when I was 26 years old, and I was so unprepared. And if I had done Toastmasters, uh, I think I would, would, would have really changed my career at that point in time.
0: So does Toastmasters, you know, help train you to be able to speak publicly or is this somewhere where you instantly go in and compete? How no, is it's, it set
4: up? It's, uh, it, you begin very slowly. There's several different roles in Toastmasters. Uh, what I say is about 30% of what you get out of Toastmasters is public speaking. Okay. The rest is leadership. Now you get a chance to host the meeting, as the Toastmaster of the day, you get a chance to lead the table topics, which is our impromptu speaking part. And that they, that is where you will ask questions of three different people normally, and they have to stand up and give a one- to two-minute response. Uh, normally there's a theme of the day, so the table topics usually will go with that theme. The Then there is the uh, general evaluator who will evaluate the meeting. Mm-hmm. And what's really unique about Toastmasters is Every speech in Toastmasters is evaluated by a fellow toastmaster. So, when you give your normally 5 to 7 minute speech, which is a planned ahead of time, you don't you're not normally uh, asked to do that impromptu. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would roll off the dome. <laughs> hey, you know, that's a skill too. And and I have done that before and not practiced, so I have to be able to do that impromptu. All this and be- is
1: making me stressed down a well, little bit. <coughs> yeah, because Kurt- I'm starting to do my warm ups. Bob, ba, 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 ba,
4: ba, ba, <laughs> ka, 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 ka. Now ka, we actually, ka, da, in, da, da, da. in the meeting, we actually have an a ah counter uh, that will count nice. your ahs yeah, ums. We have a grammarian <laughs> that will be listening for grammatical <laughs> mistakes, but we don't do it in a negative way. Yeah, we do it in a very positive way, and and I've never seen any group. That was trying to help you get better and improve your communication skills like toastmasters
0: mm-hmm. if well, kurt was a judge he would definitely be trying
4: to drag people down it's not a judge it's not a judge it's an evaluator you know i he would show all of this up in a judge gown with my, a gavel my high
1: school my high school speech coach Right, would judge our ahs and ums, but instead she would throw markers and erasers at us. <laughs> and then at one point she had this little tin can that she would like ding, you know, you every know? time you would say an um. And I'm just
4: like having flashbacks to all of that. And there there are some clubs, and it is optional, uh, is that you have the, you know the little dog clicker? When you say um, you get a click. And it's uh, just to make you aware. It's, it's it the is sh- um, the jolt. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> no, no, No electricity involved. But it, that's optional, and every club does it a little bit different.
0: <laughs> yeah. I took speech at Galveston College, or it was called public speaking, and I remember saying a lot of ums and oohs and everything else. You just don't even notice it. And, yes. I, and I was just going through my, my points and bullets, and I didn't realize I was saying it, but then when I saw the notes and evaluation back, it was
4: like, this: you said this many times, like, I didn't yep. even know. Yeah, we— it is amazing how quickly, after one or two Toastmaster meetings, when you're listening to a speech on television, you'll be going, oh, there's an uh, yeah. there's an um. It, is, it's, it's it happens. To the best, I would, oh, yes. I would assume. Absolutely. yeah. But again, it's one of those things. You can always get better. Yeah, And that's what the goal of Toastmasters is. Why is it so important to, to hone those, those skills? Well, if you want to be a, an effective supervisor, uh, effective manager, each one of these skills is necessary. So that's one thing. But then also, even in your daily life, communication is the key to everything. Uh, I've been married almost 45 years now to my lovely wife, Carrie. And the key to, 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 to marriage is communication. And that's really what Toastmasters is about. Uh, There's several different roles that help with that. The eye uh, the counter, the grammarian. You know, it's to develop those skills. Those roles are to develop your listening skills. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a a problem in our society with listening today. So this is a way for you to do it in a fun way uh, with a great group of people, very motivated people. Uh, To be honest, most of my friends now are Toastmasters. Uh, At our uh, mainland Toastmasters Club, we go out to eat at Stook Garden afterwards. And the first time you visit, we actually take you over and buy you dinner. So you have a chance to visit with us and uh, see what we're like outside of a meeting.
0: That's awesome. we got about 40 seconds left, and we're going to go on the FM as well. Uh, we're talking about Toastmasters. If you have not heard of Toastmasters before, we're going to share everything that they have going on. You mentioned Mainland Toastmasters. Yes. That's the name of the,
4: the one you're out of? Yes. We meet at the Texas City Lamar Chamber of Commerce. This has been going on since, you said, the early 1900s? Yes. The Toastmasters, wow. not Mainland Toastmasters. We've only been a club since 2016.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. So we got 20 seconds. Anything else you'd like to share before we go? I'm
1: just ready to, to put my speaking skills to, to test here against you. We are
4: re- we're ready for you. Tomorrow's our we're, – we're not having a normal meeting tomorrow. We're going to meet at Benito's Ooh. at 7 p.m. Uh, it's kind of the passing of the torch where our new uh, officers will be taking over. And so we're going to be having a special meeting tomorrow. It's more of a social Cool.
0: Here we go on the FM right now.
4: KHEA,
0: Lamarck. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. It's 10.09 on a Monday. TGIM. It's been very good so far. We had Captain Sharky in studio talking about the Monster Catch, which is debuting its second episode (laughs) tonight at 7 o'clock.
1: Yeah, I thought maybe you know, as we're talking and transitioning from fishing to public speaking, like Captain Sharky, he's he's winning some awards. Like mm-hmm. he's got a good on on like on camera presence. He does. He's got a good speaking voice. He's got a catchphrase. I didn't hear a whole lot of uhs and ums, you know. So I'm he's not getting that little ding in the tin cup like I used to.
4: Well, let me just say that sometimes sitting here in front of three people is one thing. Sitting, standing in front of a group of fifty people can be a whole
1: different experience. Yes. See, I can do it all day.
4: You can.
1: I can sit in in front of a room full of strangers and talk all day long because I'm never going to see them again. (laughs) Right? Like, that's how I used to do it. I've spoken in front of thousands of people and given my speech in front of thousands of people, and I don't care because you'll never see those people again. Let me just
4: say, based on my experience and what I have seen in recruiting Toastmasters, there is a lot of glossophobia out there. What is that word again? Glossophobia. What does that mean? That is the fear of public speaking. Wow. You know, that's the number number 2 fear. In fact, it's actually I'm sorry, it's the number 1 fear. Wait, what's number 2 then? Dying. <laughs> the fear of death. I got gotcha. you. So people'd rather, you know, be in the <laughs> casket than be at the funeral having to say something about somebody in the casket. Wow. That's one of me. Definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about toastmasters since 2016 there's been a, a mainland uh, a mainland version. How I mean, how many are there? Like how many Toastmasters?
4: There's about 15,000 clubs in the world. Okay. Uh, 375,000 Toastmasters in the world. So it it really is like a world yes. champion thing. Oh, yes, thing. absolutely. Uh, a few years ago, it was the first time they held it in um, near India. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Indian clubs now, and uh, they're growing quite rapidly over there.
0: How does that work with uh, different languages? Is it all in English, or it just you know, depends?
4: Each club is a little bit different. Like in uh, Houston, there is a Hispanic club that, that they speak Spanish. Uh, I went to a, I visited a club in Japan uh, t- in 2016, and in that particular club, they did one meeting in English and one meeting in Japanese. So they alternated. Hmm. Uh, a lot of clubs uh, do it in English to improve the speaker's English skills. Uh, a lot of clubs in the Houston area have a lot of non-native speakers, and that's the way they can help develop their skills, Yeah, their English skills. What are the different reasons people decide to join? Is it all over the place? It's all over the place. You know, there's some people that, that just this fear of, of speaking, right. and they want to overcome that. Mm-hmm. So there's, there is that. Obviously, it's because some of them, I just hand them to the desk until they, until they join. <laughs> <laughs> I am the uh, number one recruiter in the Houston area for Toastmasters. I know, literally know people all over Houston and all over the world because of Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's building your network. You know, I n- did not realize how important building your personal network is. And that's what you can do in Toastmasters because you can w- meet a wide variety of people. In an area, you know, you have your club, but you also have an area, then you also have a division, and you also have a district. And uh, we're in District 56, which covers up from Bryan College Station down uh, over into East Texas and not too far west. So, if you have a fear of public speaking, how do you get over that? We start you off very gently, and we never ask anyone to do anything that they're completely uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. We'll normally start them off with the role of the ah counter, and it gives them a chance to sit there and make tick marks. And normally the most you have to do is stand up or not stand up and say, well, Terry had three uhs, George had four, Bill had one, that kind of thing. So that's how we we introduce. it's, It's one of those things of introducing slowly. Uh, And it's such a great group of people that you really kind of get to know them. And so you have that. And it's just like uh, exposure. And that you learn that you're not going to die if you mess up. Uh, I never was afraid to do public speaking, but I wasn't really very good at it. But I do remember one where I was doing a speech, and and literally I started sweating. And I could feel the sweat (laughs) running down from my you know, armpit there. And so it all happens. It happens to all of us, Mm -hmm. but it, I've seen so many cases of it working. Yeah. Uh, Truly. There's only when one person that I've not been able to cure of the fear of public speaking. And it was really unusual because she came to the first meeting. She joined. She never came back. Wow. If you don't come, we can't help. But if you come, I can give you tons of cases of pe- that where they've overcome it.
1: You know, one of the things that I find very intriguing about this is there are a lot of so public speaking. You know, I was on on the the we called it forensics team, which is not science, right? It's the art and communication of public speaking. And one of the things that uh, they that we would do is we would go and we would travel every weekend and we compete mm-hmm. in about eleven different categories. So. You would pick, you know, four different categories. Right. You know, you might write a persuasive speech about trying to persuade someone to do something. And there was after dinner speaking and everything else. One of the things that uh, that I noticed and the trend was there were a lot of college campuses that were getting rid of public speaking. A lot of high schools that are getting rid of communication. And Garty, you and I both know this: that communication is key. You know, if you can't communicate your message or promote your business, you fail.
4: Absolutely. And I don't care what business you're in, whether you're a teacher, a salesperson, on the radio. It it is about selling yourself. And the really great thing that I've seen from Toastmasters, and I, I do, I am the youth leadership chair for the Houston area, for the District 56. And I've seen kids who literally could not walk up to the podium electron to speak we got them over that at age 10 mm-hmm. and to see that growth in them was just it was life changing for me
0: so starting early is is key oh
4: yeah it's just like basketball you know if you want to be a good basketball player you start at 9 or 10 years old you don't wait till you're a senior in high school to start
0: and that's usually what school does it seems like yes. when it comes to public speaking and speech yes i remember being pet like terrified talking in front of my friends we took speech in high school Mm -hmm. and i was very very and i knew everybody in there by name but they were were they judging me what was going on in their head am i am i messing up does what i'm saying make sense am i prepared there was a lot and i was very very nervous i remember that
4: And the thing i really love about toastmasters and i've just seen again over and over it's the self-empowering because once you've overcome the fear of public speaking to stand up in front of somebody and speak it's life-changing then then you want to go change the world. Yes. Because, you know, if you want to really make a difference in the world, you've got to move more than one person, right? Mm -hmm. And what's the best way to do that? A great speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, that's what Toastmasters is about.
0: When it comes to communication, one of the things that I've learned is getting your point across as efficiently as possible. Sometimes in school they put word counts or page like you have to yep, write a 10 sure. 20 30 page paper absolutely but i'm as i as i continued education some of my teachers were like if you can if you can get this done in one two you know paragraphs page right. that's what's better because you're you're doing it efficient and you're not wasting somebody's time their time's valuable that's like real world application it's
4: the same C- can the same be said for public speaking oh absolutely i was when i taught the kids, the, we had the youth leadership program, uh, up and we actually did it in the Woodlands. And there was a lady there who had been a manager at a law firm. <clears throat> and she literally would, when they would hire new attorneys, some of them were not prepared to do public speaking, so they couldn't go to court or do yeah. anything like that. Or they would talk on and on and on. So they would go to Toastmasters because it is time. Uh, most speeches are five to seven minutes. Now there's some longer speeches that that you do, but it is important to be able to communicate clearly in a set amount of time, mm-hmm. and that's another th- great thing about Toastmasters.
0: What are some great speeches in history? I think of you know the first one that comes to mind is Martin Luther King's,
4: you know, I, I Have a Dream speech. Ab- absolutely. I mean, how many people did that inspire uh, in the world? I mean, it was just amazing. It's still talked about. It is one of the <clears throat> Of course, what's considered the greatest speech is one of the shortest, and that's the Gettysburg Address. It's only like two hundred and fourteen words, or something like that. You're so, f-
1: you're forgetting one. Kirk, oh, Kurt Kasper's
4: national runner-up runner <laughs> speech about himself. Well, why don't you why don't you come to Toastmasters and uh, give us do, do that speech? Could he do that? Because there's only a five to seven minute time limit. <laughs> this
1: was a this was an eleven minute speech that I did almost ten years ago. Well, if
4: you if you'll join us, there are certain projects that you do that are longer so hmm. you you could do the 11 or it was you could learn how to speech. do it in five to seven minutes what it was an 11 minute
1: speech 11 minutes it there was there was uh wow i think there was a word count if i remember no there was no time limit at that point there was no time limit for the interstate oratory national championship there was no time limit uh during the season there was like a 10 minute time limit
0: yeah, I didn't do speech or public speaking, but I did do theater whenever I was in high school, and that helped getting on sure. a stage with the lights, zoning out, memorizing lines, getting your, you know, taking direction and, and delivering a message as well. And
4: I think that if I'm, I'm really in- interested in education, and I think the, we've taken a lot of that away since we've gone to the standardized testing. we put entirely too much emphasis on standardized testing. And Kurt, I hope I'm going to tell you about a, a teacher at Texas City High School, Victoria Graves. Maybe, I met her. Oh, have you? Yeah, Miss Graves. She she's the debate coach, the yes. debate and speech coach at yes. Texas City. She is unbelievable. I, she invited, and it, she invites lots of people to come be judges at the Texas City High School debate tournament. Mm-hmm. And that was one another super experience. And some of these kids, I go into those. Tournaments and ju- and what judge in that case judging those kids it gives you actually makes you optimistic about the youth because there were some unbelievable some kids. good talent oh yes absolutely and that's why we have to bring speech and, and debate back to the high schools and it be uh, more popular <clears throat> I, I was talking to a, a kid in, from katie who uh, we had gone to try to get some toastmasters over in the Katie, uh Fort Bend ISD, and the the debate team got one thousand dollars a year for travel and that kind of thing. That's not much. Team, that's not much.
1: You know there is there is a debate tournament uh, or I guess league for high school students. Yeah, it's called Huddle which is the houston urban debate league which they go and i've judged there i used to coach at Chavez high school in houston um as a debate coach you know i was going to bring up about kind of this like hey there needs to be more funding and stuff for for speech and debate um there was a, a a gentleman his name was Sean. i think his name was sean uh stone i know that sounds very similar because it's the same name as the guy who runs Stone Cold Meats. Stone Cold Meats, but I believe his name was Sean Stone as well. But he does. Uh, he was on the Arizona State team, and in 2010, I want to say it was they Those were Devils. they were in the top ten nationally. Yeah. And and Nebraska is usually when I when I grew up, there were four schools in the top 25 nationally uh, in speech, and so it's not easy to do. You yes. have to do a lot, but they were in the top ten, and they were starting their year off that year in 2010 and the president came in and said hey by the way this is the last year that you guys are going to have a team because we're cutting funding completely for your guys and um, he actually wrote a speech about that and it was a it was an ads which was an after dinner speech it's supposed to be funny but it's also supposed to be persuasive Mm -hmm. and so he actually broke his speech into the five point five different points and they were the five like different steps of like getting over grief so like anger you know stuff like like. that yeah and it was really kind of cool but he got to this point and arizona state decided to use the funding that they had were going to use for the team to put up these like sunblocks over benches and uh he had a picture of it And it was the funniest thing he i had heard him before but this was the final round of the tournament and he goes you are in the desert. <laughs> you can't escape the sun. Why are you taking away funding for a speech team? And he got he, you know, he was in his fourth point or whatever which was anger. So he grabbed the poster of the picture, <laughs> broke it over his knee cuz obviously it's the last time he ever needed it cuz it was the final round and he threw it and uh it was the funniest moment and it's just like hey, yes, yeah, speech means cuz you're doing it in front of a 500 speaking competitors you know who have done this their entire i gave up hours you know we would leave friday at five o'clock you know of of our college we and we wouldn't get back sometimes until monday at eight o'clock in the morning and then go around and, and go back to class and that was most weekends and here is somebody who just wants to take away funding and give it to you know, uh, like putting up a, a shade protector in the middle of the desert. You know, like I think, you know, this, I'm going to get on my soapbox. There is not a better investment than learning how to become an effective communicator because you're going to need it on the job. Yes. You're going to need it in your relationship. You're going to need it in and just Absolutely.
4: every single day we communicate. That's it. By it's, the way, do y'all, y'all, y'all heard of this guy named Warren Buffett? Oh, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who? he's kidding yeah i know (laughs) he's from um, omaha nebraska that's right do you know that he says there's one skill that you can learn that can increase your career earnings by 50 percent communication public speaking
0: so whenever kurt was mentioning the the arizona state guy he mentioned the the picture breaking it is there a bit of theater is there a bit of like drama and acting that comes into delivering effectively
4: yes there, there is, and actually, I've actually seen some criticism of some of the Toastmasters now because they've gotten too, uh, too much acting in it. Yes. If you go out to YouTube and you can see the 2018 World Champ, just Google her. I mean, not Google her. But can
1: I see that? I'm sure. Gonna, I'm going to rip it up. Just Ramona? No, Smith. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he said, right. that back. But yeah. you,
4: you will see different... Uh, there there was one that won a couple years ago where the guy came out and he had underwear on his pants and, and that was, was part of his thing yeah he was from he was from Japan or China that, that actually won but there are some you know they're, they're kind of a different skill but certainly being able to make the crowd feel something is the key now how do you do that it's it's different for every individual person and your ability to to move those people you know and and it's
1: not just your voice and how you use your voice it's it's the actions it's you know pounding (laughs) have you You ever seen that mean it's like pound on the desk and then people are going to know that you're being serious and let
4: let me give you a great thing experience that i had in japan i went to a toastmasters meeting i remember i said the japanese and english Mm -hmm. well it happened to be japanese week well now I only know two words of Japanese and to be honest I didn't hear either one of them in that speech <laughs> in those speeches but I was able to pick first second and third even though I had didn't understand one word it just really hammered home that it's not what you say it's how you say
1: being moved being moved because <clears throat> you still could feel emotion exactly. by by the delivery exactly I, I remember studying in, in college communication I think it's Aristotle's if I remember correctly like, uh, argumentation sections and, and it's three three key words it's pathos ethos and logos so pathos are your emotions or they're pathetic logos is your logic behind it so your sources that back up what you're saying and pathos, logos and ethos is the ethics that how do you walk in are you dressed? like obviously if you dress a certain way Certainly. people are gonna look at you a different way how do you handle yourself in grace so like whenever we we would win awards. And now I, I'm okay with it because I like bragging about our awards. But it was one clap. You got one clap and then you sat down. You know, like it was thank you. And it was gracious. It wasn't like, I won. Yeah, yeah. let's go let's go. Because you wanted to be humble in those moments. Sure. And so those are those are the three key things that every communicator needs in order to be successful. And that's Absolutely. what I teach my the first thing I teach my kids is how do you behave? How do you use your emotions? You know, if, if it's a, a scene that's very powerful and emotional, if you cry, it's okay. Like, it's, you're showing
4: that pathetic uh, a, appeal to it. You know, uh, when I was judging at the Texas City High School debate tournament, I told each of the kids about the Optimist Oratory Contest, which I also want to talk about. And there was one young, young lady that uh, every kid, and I, told, I probably had 100, 150 kids that I talked to during those two days but there was one young lady from Friendswood that she actually looked up and showed up for an Optimist Oratory contest in Dickinson. And she won the local contest. Then I saw her at the area contest. And when she was telling the sto- her story, the speech, she actually, her voice kind of cracked. She won. Hmm. And then she went to the district level and that's talking about at South, the South Texas district. And she won there and she won a $2,500 scholarship. Wow, and then we sent her to St. Louis to compete for a twenty thousand dollar scholarship. What
0: was her speech on? Do you remember?
4: It, it's it's in Optimists, the oratory contest. There's always a, a title that every kid has to use, and but even though it's the same title, you never hear the same speech. And actually, it was the Optimist Club, and the Optimist Oratory Club that led me to Toastmasters, because I went to. the Galveston uh, Optimist Club contest. And I saw some of these kids. There's a a man, uh, have y'all heard of of Michael Merritt? I know Colleen Merritt. (laughs) (laughs) They're not related. I don't think. Mr. Merritt graduated from Ball High School the same year I did. Well, I didn't graduate from Ball, but he graduated in 1972. Went to college, came back, and has taught speech and debate for 40 years at high school, but he prepares those kids for the speech and debate contest, and they come to the oratory contest, and he, he's had some $2,500 winners also, but it, it's just amazing how good some of these kids are, and at the time, when I saw them speaking, and, and what happened was that the Coastal Island Toastmasters were the judges, and Anaco Toastmasters were the judges for the Optimist Oratory Contest. And mm-hmm. that's when I literally went down and joined the next week. I joined Toastmasters.
0: Wow. Whenever you're judging high school kids, what are you looking for? What are the, the criteria? What's
4: You know, there's several different contests, and, and there's in, there's the impromptu, and there's uh, poetry. And, it, you know, they give you a, a list of things. I don't remember right, right off the top of my head to evaluate them on. Mm-hmm. You know, poise voice you know those kinds same same kinds of things that you would see in a you know in a uh, play contest kind of a thing you know okay how well did they perform did they have us and arms did they hesitate did they get lost you know we we've, we've all had that situation where you're speaking and you can't find the word yeah kind of thing. but so that thing at Texas City High School was it was mind boggling. I encourage everybody to go over there and help Victoria Graves.
1: My 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 favorite category, and I and I did this in college. We didn't have the option in high school, but in college it was called impromptu speaking, and so you had seven minutes, and that yep. was it. Um, and you would sit down, and they would have like a quotation, yep. and you had a, a note, you had an, uh, a note card, and you had seven minutes. So the goal was you would take a minute 30 prep and then you would talk for about five, five and a half minutes, right? So you had a format, obviously you would practice it, but you would have two points and then you would use certain things. My favorite one that I ever got, somebody was talking about like how time kind of repeats itself and repeats itself. And so I I had practiced it before, but I actually did it in competition where I used Groundhog Day as the opener, and I said, imagine waking up in a world, and you hear this song come on the radio, and <laughs> that song plays, and then you start living your entire day, and then I started every point the same way, and it was kind of cool, it was kind of fun, and the judges were laughing, and you got to talk about some really cool stuff, um, you know, and how like breaking down the norms of of our society, you know, because yeah. speech and debate and and voice, right, your voice should be used to either make change or, you know, challenge the norms that, or, or increase awareness about something. Absolutely. And I feel like that's the importance of
4: utilizing speech. And um, And I think that's one reason that The Optimist has had this oratory co- contest going on for over 75 years now. One of the winners back in the day was Dan Rather, remember the CBS oh, yeah. News guy. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to several people. There's a professor of communication at uh, Texas A&M Galveston. He won an Optimist Oratory Contest up in Conroe in that area. Texas I think those... and m
0: Galveston has a, a communications department? Yes. <clears throat> awesome.
1: I was just going to say, I think that Optimist Oratory competition goes to the interstate oratory competition that I competed at at the national level. I believe there because it's an inter, it's an interstate oratory competition, and I remember talking to somebody who
4: won an optimist oratory I don't, competition. I don't think it was. now. He may have won and went to your thing, but I don't. This national or uh, the international competition normally it stopped at the district. It's only been in the last two or three years that we started going to St. Louis and having that na- international competition with the twenty. Hmm. There's a twenty thousand dollar, a fifteen, and a ten thousand dollar scholarship. That's wow. awesome. That that is cool. That's a lot of
0: a
1: lot of money. You can get pretty good scholarships from doing speech and debate. You know, if if you're a kid who's which, yep. who's listening, or, um, you know, you know I it, had a ten thousand dollar a year scholarship just to be on the team. Like I didn't. That was my only requirement was
4: to be on the team. You know, and that was. And believe it or not, College of the Mainland. I don't know if they're still doing it as much now, but they were They were uh, ranked in the top ten in debate. A few years ago, I don't know if they've continued that, but they do have a... Our, our former
1: intern was rated in the top 25 nationally in debate by going to college of the mainland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. her, His sister. She's in Poland right
0: now doing some summer, uh, cl- I guess, class. She's going to be, she's going to the medical field. So it's really cool to see the different routes you can take by having that speech and public speaking background. I, I, the first thing I think of is maybe becoming a lawyer or working like in, in the law firm industry or whatever it would be good to be able to get your point across be convincing yes. and and still well,
4: be accurate that law firm they actually sent their lawyers to toastmasters for that very reason mm-hmm. so what are we looking at right now this is i brought some brochures that uh that i had in uh, of toastmaster about toastmasters one of the best ones you might want to look at is the benefits of toastmasters
1: okay what are the benefits let's let's go through that oh, one more time goodness. for people who are just tuning in we're 99.5 K-H-E-A Radio. This is Kickstart, and we're on every morning from eight thirty to eleven. We love focusing on community. We love focusing on on local people who are doing good in our community, and one of those is Toastmasters. So,
4: what is the benefit of Toastmasters? Oh my goodness, that I, I I don't even know where to start. I would say the the ultimate thing is your self development, because there was a lady that that said this: if you get everything that you can get out of Toastmasters, you'll never get out of Toastmasters hmm. because there's always more to get. And it may be like for me, my goal now is to get more Toastmasters and hmm. to get kids involved in Toastmasters, to teach those youth leadership programs, to find other Toastmasters to lead those. Because in a, in our community, and I've only been here 12 years, but one of the things that I've seen as a real issue is communication skills hmm. that this breakdown in communication, whether it be between the school board and the city, the citizens and the city citizens of school board, it's just been a that's it's an issue, and and that's what is so great about Toastmasters. It's about not only speaking, but listening. Uh, Lance Miller, he is the 2005 world champion of Toastmasters, and he said this, and I. I completely agree with it as I said there was about 375,000 Toastmasters in the world he said if we could get a million Toastmasters in the United States that we could change the political climate because it is so much about listening you know you've got the left and the right and we don't communicate yeah so that's what you can that that is the greatest benefit from Toastmasters but I've just seen people who uh, there was a lady who, who when she came to me and we were forming the club, she and I'm not going to name her name, Mm -hmm. but she's somebody local. She told me, she said, I've really been looking for something like this. I know there's been uh, situations where I interviewed for a job and I did not do great in the interview, but I know I was qualified for the job. And now, and, and she was afraid to, she had glossophobia. And she literally called me up, a few months later, she'd been in Toastmasters about a year, I guess. And she said, you know, I spoke today for 45 minutes doing public speaking. I'm starting to enjoy public <laughs> speaking. And, I, and I've just seen that so many times. And then I also have the people who say, well, I, I work. I, I speak all the time. Well, my response to that is pro basketball play, players still practice, don't they? Golfers still practice. They have a coach. And that's what a Toastmasters club is for you, is a coach. Because every one of those people wants to help you get better.
0: what are the requirements to be able to join <coughs> it's
4: basically uh, 18 and then you show up and pay twenty dollars and some a little bit of dues and you can you're, you're a member
0: so you don't have to any like special training
4: education. we provide you everything
1: for that. How many
4: members do you guys have in the in this area in this area who? Now, let me just – I'm going to start off with the mainland club. We just recently got our 20th member, so we're at 20. Uh, The club at Coastal Island is about eight. Uh, The Anico Articulators, which meets at at Anico, the insurance company, they have uh, 29. Uh, Most clubs are 15 to 20. There's one at the uh, League City Chamber of Commerce, the regional Chamber of Commerce, that uh, it's about 20. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you all know Doreen Hughes?
0: Not yet. don't think so. You don't know Doreen? I don't, I don't. think, dude. Does that name sound familiar? To, That's a pretty to, she's cool a, name. I think he's a,
4: a mover and shaker. You you need to go meet her. Okay. She also has a radio show on Wednesday mornings. Cool, but she's very active in the in the community, and the chamber both chamber of commerce is, and but like I say, she started a Toastmaster. Now there are some open clubs that are open to the public, and there's some closed clubs. Typically, a closed club you have to be an employee, to be a member, or like the League City. Uh, club you have to be a member of the chamber of commerce you're the company you work for
1: Mm mhm kurt i didn't know there were other radio stations that kind of blew my mind a little bit (laughs) just just throwing that out there
0: we never get to listen where where are you from kurt What? where are you from nebraska (laughs) oh okay (laughs) are there other radio stations in nebraska
1: nope (laughs) the only radio station i know is kaga radio 99.5 fm broadcasting live from 601 delaney road in lamarck texas
0: and you can listen from Nebraska on the KHEA radio app. All you got to do is search KHEA in the Google Play Store well, or the I, App Store.
4: I know I got at least, I got you at least one more listener because my boss is listening. So all right, <laughs> who's your boss? You want to give a shout out? His name is Rob Hernandez. What's up, Rob? And he's with Annixter. This is the company I work for. What is that? It is a uh, we're a uh, distributor, and my particular division we sell to utility companies. We sell the poles and the wire and the transformers. Awesome. I'm a programmer. and I've worked at home for about 15 years now.
0: I used to work for AT and T as a technician, so I was climbing the poles and yep. uh, messing with the wires. You know, it's funny
4: because we don't really sell to AT and T now. We sell poles to, it, it, we don't sell them anymore. But CenterPoint, mostly we sell a lot to rural electric co-ops mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So, uh, uh, but when you look about, we're called a call transmission and distribution uh, distributor. Yeah. And uh, we sell everything from the power plant up to the breaker.
0: Hey, I see uh, Chris Lane, he had he had tuned in, you know, from from Lamarck. And his dad, Cleveland, and my dad, his name's Jerry, had worked together for at AT&T right here in, in Texas City, Lamar, Galveston for, for years. So I've known Chris since we were kids playing summer league basketball together right here in Lamarck. Well, well guess who is a member of Toastmasters? Is it Chris? Yes, it is. Hey, you mentioned having to be 18 to join. Do you all have any special programs for kids who are younger?
4: We do. We have two programs. We have one that's called the Youth Leadership Program, and that's for—it is a Toastmaster-led program for kids. And I've seen kids up to, you know, down to six years old participate. I thought that was a little bit young. I think about nine or ten is about the time to start and to introduce them before they're 15 or 16. But we will do up to 18. Mm Mm-hmm. It's eight sessions, again, Toastmaster-led. Uh, I've done a couple of those myself, and it's such a great experience. Mm-hmm. And in those eight sessions, each kid's going to do at least two speeches. Some people will do three speeches. It, it's kind of up to you, but we will give them the basics of public speaking. And it's really about developing the self-confidence to be able to get up in front of people and speak. Yes, what do you And see? then and then we have a gavel club mm-hmm. that is a junior toastmaster. And that's led by the, by the kids themselves. It's you know generally for kids in the 15 16. However, there's one in Dallas that has 40 kids in it. They go from 7 years old up to 17. Uh, but the officers are are the older kids and they introduce the, the younger kids and teach them. Uh, I say all the time toastmasters is a learning by doing. How often do you all meet? We meet every 2 weeks. On Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the Chamber of Commerce, Texas City Lamar Chamber of Commerce.
0: So there's this event, Ramona Smith, she's the, the international world champion, uh, 2018. Correct. She's going to be coming to our area?
4: Yes, she is. To Galveston, to the Rosenberg Library, the Werther Moderatorium. We, I have a club in, called Coastal Island. that's an evening club. We meet at 6 p.m. Uh, we, we actually were meeting at, on Mondays, but we're changing to Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we, we, we've been small, and so the district director, who I know very well of District 56, Catherine Kest, called me and said, Hey, how would you like Ramona Smith to come down to Galveston and see if we can attract a little more interest in the Coastal Island Toastmasters? I said, Oh, yeah. The answer is yes. So we have arranged for that. And one great thing about Toastmasters, if you're speaking at a Toastmasters club, you can't get paid. So she will be doing this for free for us. So it's a pretty amazing thing. Wow. But she was a Houston ISD school teacher? Oh, so she's from our our area. She is not she actually grew up in Cleveland, Ohio okay. and lived in California, but for the last several years, I know at least 2 years ago she was competing at the District 56 contest cuz I saw her. So I'm not sure how many years she's lived in Houston, but she does live in Houston and now she's a paid professional speaker. That's what she does for a living.
0: they bring her into colleges and and speaking on uh, a range of topics. Exactly. So here's a question from one of our our friends on on Facebook. How do we join? Where do you go to join? Is there an email,
4: phone number? Yes. Uh, Certainly my phone number is 409-599-1376. It's my personal cell phone, but you're welcome to call it. Uh, I could also give you our uh, uh, VP of PR, who will... And his his name is James Martin, and he he owns Martin Designs, Martin Seventy Six Designs. Let me just find him real quick. We know James. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, like I say, he's in Toastmasters. Took me about a year to get him to join, but he find <laughs> he, he the other day. He says, you know, I'm glad you finally got me to join. His number is one18 is there a website
0: to find out more information? Yes, if
4: you just go to toastmasters.org, there's everything you can find the mainland Toastmasters. I used that toastmasters.org to find the club in Japan and get the directions to the club, <laughs> which was it sounded real easy till I got there, and then the streets were all in Japanese. So yeah, it turned out to be a little trickier than I thought. Yes. It was in Yokohama, Japan. Wow. So Toastmasters has literally taken you around the world. Absolutely. And I've visited clubs from uh, California to the East Coast, uh, Utah. Uh, Whenever I I travel for business some, and whenever I travel, I always go to a Toastmasters club.
0: That's fun. That's fun. Is there anything else you'd like to share while you're here today?
4: Just please come out and check us out. I mean, you you can come multiple times without joining. Uh, I will say that every club has a little bit different personality. So I encourage people to visit other clubs, and to find one that fits your personality. Because some clubs are for younger people, some for older people. Our club particular has has a wide variety. Mm-hmm. So we have a we're very diverse, and but like I say, the biggest thing is, and I, the one thing I really want to talk about today too is participation. You know, I feel like the U.S. is becoming a nation of watchers, and Toastmasters is a way become a a participant you know if we take sports how many people watch sports but they don't play sports anymore? right we need to participate and engage and that's what what's so great one thing great so great about toastmasters and you can start young absolutely and we will the the biggest uh, thing i've had problems with about doing that is sports is the kids are so busy with sports it's getting them together, getting those 10 to 15, because you need about 10 to 15 kids to do it, and it's getting them together to do it.
0: You know, somebody just asked, what is Toastmasters? If you could, if you could deliver the
4: speech of a lifetime in about— I've got a one-minute elevator speech. Yeah, let's hear it. It is a communication and leadership training club. It is learning by doing. You come. There's three parts to the meeting. There's planned speaking. There's impromptu speaking. And then there's the evaluation. The great thing about Toastmasters is every speech is evaluated by a fellow Toastmaster. So you get to learn something that you could have done better in your speech, but you also will become the evaluator very quickly. And that is where you develop your listening skills and prepares you to be a manager or supervisor.
0: I love it. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today. We're actually gonna end the show a little bit early because we're gonna to go to Texas City to the Texas City Lamarck Chamber of Commerce. Oh lunch. where I'm going. Awesome. We'll <laughs> race there. It starts at eleven or the doors are I don't know.
1: We've never been before, but it's gonna be our no, first, first time. The doors open at
4: eleven, but I think they start at eleven thirty is the minute. Sweet.
1: We gotta we gotta book it. We gotta race. We gotta race. <laughs> we have a meeting today at one thirty and then at three o'clock. You can tune back in on our FM and also on our app, the KHGA Radio app. We're going to have Riding the Wave with Angie and Kelly. They're uh, a new show that we're starting out in the afternoons on Monday, So make sure that you tune in uh, and listen into
4: that. And I and I need to uh, mention one of my newest members of Toastmaster, and that's Ma- Mandolin Salazar. Oh, we She know, actually we introduced me, you to me. Yeah, because I I met her met y'all through her.
0: She is. She's been on here. Uh... Actually, is was another mandolin who I think is also a part of. But we know Mandolin Salazar as well. Yeah. That's a very cool name. It is. <laughs> this good has story. been Kickstart. KGA Radio 99.5 FM. Be blessed. Have a good day. Coming up next is
1: Unspoken on 99.5. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. We love you. Bye, Facebook.